You've never heard Jeepers? You've never heard the Jeepers blast? <laughs> no. Only in cartoons. Oh, man. No, it's Jeepers and OGs. And uh, what was the one I was doing? It was... Uh, I'm trying to like not say you guys as much. It's a really, it's been a really bad habit to break. So I'm saying folks a yeah. lot more, and I say y'all a lot. But that Domus does. Yeah, I would say I, I hear that a lot from Domus. What's that? Y'all and y'all and and yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, it's just like it. It doesn't offend me not to say you guys, and it might offend uh-huh. one person ever. So like it it's it's really yeah. no skin off my back to try to be just be a slightly better person. But my, but yeah. like what's happened is I've tried to not swear and tried to change my vernacular off of like you know some gendered terms or whatever. Like I've started to sound way more Midwest and it's it's <laughs> it gets horrible. Are we live or are we talking We are about live. Or? We are live, but had to get that banter in there. All gotcha. right. I can see kickers there. Good evening. All right, chat gang. I uh I got this uh this Scott uh, this uh, whiskey here the Suntory whiskey Toki as it's called we are celebrating the fact that we did it chat gang we conjured vampires into existence with our sheer will it had nothing to do with the pipeline it wasn't like Games Workshop was already going to release them anyway no 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 we did this so we deserve an episode all about wait Martin why are you here. Hello, friends. We're here to talk about elves. Oh, oh, sh- sorry. I got carried away with my excitement. We're we're here to talk about elves tonight, everybody. Maybe some yes. vampires. <laughs> this is, of course, episode eighty-two of AOS Rantcast. I'm your host, the magical Mister Mephisto, the most dangerous man in Age of Sigmar, and I'm joined tonight by formerly Stormcast Good Painter Man, now the Lore Master of all things Lumineth Realm Lords, Martin Orlando. How's it going tonight, man? Hello, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. And thank you for having me, uh, Andrew. Or, or is, am I supposed to only call you Mr. Mephisto on the show? Oh, man, now they know my real name's Andrew. No, that doesn't matter, man. Um, <laughs> for, 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 for posterity, let's go with Mephisto for the show. But All right. Mr. Mr. Mephisto, you got it. <laughs> I see. That's that's actually really funny that you asked me that. I have real people in reality who have known me for decades that have started calling me Meph or Mephisto IRL. It's like Andrew gotcha. is evaporating. There is only Dad and Meph, and like Andrew, gotcha. like <laughs> I'm not like having an identity crisis because Mephisto is the monster I've created, and so it's just like it's almost like uh uh you know if this were were uh. The Invisibles by, uh, oh my gosh, uh, Grant Morrison. It would almost be like I am constructing my like chaos reality of myself, and and so you know I can't even be mad yeah. about that. But yeah, totally get that. SJ Arcades here, Kickers here, Grim Slacker all up in the house. Takeover Mars and the Caravan. How's it going, Chat Gang? Takeover Mars dropping a thousand RDP to remind everyone that Chat Gang ain't nothing to mess with right out the gates. So, how do you want to do this, Mark? Do we want to talk about the the quick teasers real quick before we talk about some of your experience with LRL in this this whole oh, last oh, for year? Sure. Oh, for sure. Like, now is the perfect opportunity to talk about that, because I believe we had a nice, interesting conversation on Twitter once the, uh, the, the uh, shock died down and we saw some proper pictures of, the, of those uh, Huracan Windriders. I won't be able to see your screen, but, I mean, I have them here and every, everything like that. Uh, uh, I did not have an opportunity yet to watch your vampire show where you uh, understandably gush about 
um, some some of the uh, better vampire sculpts probably on the market to just come out the past few decades. Yeah. Um, I was actually uh, uh, just before dinner. I was making a meme of the 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 vampire sculpt with the bat hair, and like uh, on the other side, then the the newer the warbands one. Um, who is my new waifu, by the way? I, I want you all to know that. Um, she is my queen. Uh, I will serve her faithfully. Um, but no, I was going to do... The meme is just like, if you can't handle me at my, you don't deserve me at my, and just like, mm-hmm. hair game. Like, it's... Yeah, I, yeah. I actually... I, I get some people criticizing the bat hair thing. I'm like, no. No, this isn't, no. This isn't even a deal breaker. This is awesome. <laughs> um, I, will, I will just... I, I will say... Um, uh, there, there's, there's something to be said about them over rendering i think particle physics and like things like smoke vapor uh, flames um because you're rendering a gas as hard plastic shapes yeah um i think i i think that that also a little bit applies to like hair uh, there's nothing yeah there's not well it's not the hair i think they're using the hair to hold the bats up mm-hmm. um and that's it, there's nothing innately wrong with having hair that long and that wild it's just that they also wanted the bats to be like flying around them in a truly cinematic fashion, and because they don't want to put them on flying stands because flying stands just kind of look Garble. ugly and yeah, like yeah, last decade. Um, they really take like, well, how you. Do we... They take you out of it. Like I really like that they moved in the direction where they have things like kind of like, uh, like using the like rock to show that it's like you know holding yeah. up by the tail or, or the cape or. And and I'm 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 guilty of this too. If you remember my uh, uh, Deathless Clans army with, with the uh, the Viking vampires, um, my unit of Blood Knights. I bought the Beast Claw. Um, sorry, not Beast Claw. Beast of Chaos Endless Spell Pack, and I uh, the flock of ravens. And I I uh, pin the flock of ravens to be flying with the um, the banner bearer for the Blood Knights. So it's it's this this completely um gratuitous like to create that same effect like you you want that flock of bats or flocks flock of ravens yeah. to just create this 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 extra cloud of noise that adds to to the 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 impact the silhouette of um the unit or you're just your general theme well and, and that's the thing is like i think it cuts like a i think that's one thing that we are even the detractors from the hair and it's such an easy fix this is less than a head swap i don't even have to buy a separate yeah. head you can just just clip it off like I did a live, one thing you didn't see me do in that show is I did a live in real time in MS Paint, pulled it up and just like took the bats off in real time. Like, Uh, but, but but the silhouette I think is one of the things that they're not, that we don't talk about. And I think it cuts just this great silhouette. It's got this like, oh yes, looming. The the bats should still be in that area of the model. They should just be suspended by possibly something else if it were up to me. Well, that's right. Um, yeah, because um, I think the bats do look good there. Like as as they're, I think they're a little small, um, but that's probably just so they could all fit on either one or two sprues that are going to be in that clam pack, um, or maybe just she's that big compared to what we would consider regular size bats. Um, but my my concern would be is that if they do something like that on whatever the centerpiece model is. Um, now I don't know what the centerpiece model could look like. It could look like anything, uh, but I. It took me eight weeks to paint Archon the Black, and that kind of broke me. There are certain miniatures where it's like, it might be competitive to paint a version of this character again, or paint more than one, say, Star Drake, but I will never do that, because just painting them was just too arduous and so much detail. And I just have this image in my mind of a swarm of bats flying through another model, be it like the carcass of like a newer, bigger zombie dragon or something, and it just adds... Um, that would look cool if if you saw like art of that, 
or rendered in a video game, that would be incredible. But having to paint all of that in pieces and then assemble it again and then transport it and then putz it around on the table for, you know, like a weekend or two, uh, I just feel like that it's unnecessary. Well, that's that's I mean, that's one thing I didn't get to touch on in that in that vampire episode. I was so busy just mostly gushing about one model and letting my imagination run wild. I didn't even really talk yeah. about uh, the existing vampire ranges that much. Mm -hmm. Um and the one thing is I really do want a new vamp, uh, uh, zombie dragon, like something. Okay. It doesn't need to be a zombie dragon specifically. It can be a blood dragon. It could be, yeah. I want some new huge vampiric crazy, right. hopefully a dragon because I'm a big dragon. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, I'm sorry, everybody. This is the off show. We're still talking about vampires. It's bleeding. <laughs> the, the fandom is so strong. It's bleeding over into the other episode. And the guest is bleeding. Um, bleeding. Yeah. 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 <laughs> there we go. Uh, well, no, I think there's there's yeah. a little bit of a a, a a dark mirror when it comes to vampires and elves. You know, the the life, unearthly, often like beautiful or, or haughty or cold or detached. Like there is some of that. It's just elves. Maybe are... it's it is a dream matchup, but I don't. I think it's because you don't see it very often. Yeah. Uh, uh, but it's it's mostly because it's like gothic horror is I don't think something you really see in in like your truly uh, traditional Lord of the Rings style. No. Um, settings and pitting those two against each other is probably a truly Warhammer thing, yeah. where like these 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 clashing of these two armies with completely different uh, graphic design cues that could be a nice leeway a uh, uh, segue back yeah. in back in yeah, segue yeah because um, yeah. we can talk all about graphic design because I think there's there's discussion to be had about the graphic design choices of certain. Um, I would say multiple armies, but definitely elves in in, in particular. Uh, well, but yeah, I'm I'm excited to see what we have on Saturday. Uh, I hope you get what you want. I'm already in for what I want. Uh, every everyone walking away happy from a preview show. I, I agree. Generally, yeah. Like yeah. I'm going into it open. Like I had my expectations. I know a lot of people are like, "This isn't quite pirate enough," and I'm like, I, I was always more leaning towards like I wanted like. The AOS -E High Gothic. Like what what is AOS's yeah. high gothic? What is their like I, yeah. I can just imagine this shot in like in Shyish or even like more pointedly someplace like Akshi or, or elsewhere yeah. where you just have this Castlevania type just insane more oh, time yeah. like the the anime, uh, uh the Castlevania anime. Granted, I don't know too much about the video games. I only played like one I think the one Castlevania I forgive DS you. game. I forgive you. Yeah. This time. Um <laughs> Uh, it's, it's like my so favorite I, game I series. Just, it, <laughs> yeah. but. it just shows you all of the opportunities that are out there for taking a traditional gothic horror sort of concept and then making it uh, all about mythic fantasy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I do have one question for you because they, this this is a, a predicted thing time. So um, uh, Soulblight needs an infantry unit. Um they took ghouls out of the Halloween Superstore and made it its own army. So you can't have ghouls. Um, I was the one who came up with the Halloween Superstore because Legions and Agash, that was that was that was the thing where it's like it's Halloween Superstore, the army. I, that's but how I, you sell it to but I love that. Like that's such a great yeah, sell. Oh, that's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Good. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Um, just because you're able to to uh, like uh, 
break an army down into like a nice catchphrase does not mean that you're diminishing like the intellectual property and graphic design that have been put into it. The internet um, seems to think that it like they're super when they're super clever and like they distill things down yeah. to a single catchphrase that it is a dig. And I'm just like, you're saying yeah. it with the wrong inflection. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, real, real quick. You said you got a question for me, but I gotta, I gotta acknowledge that Soren dropping in here, the Mad Lad, gifting five gift subs. Enjoy those, all those emotes. Pop off with the chat gang emote. You of course do not have to sub to be part of chat gang. For yeah. chat gang, is all. But, I might just pull it up on Twitch on my phone so I can see the chat, um, because I can't see the chat while we're in our conversation thing unless fair. I'm not not pressing a button that I'm supposed to. Kickers, I want a floating uh, castle terrain piece since I know now I won't go. get a ghost pirate ship. I see I don't think the ghost pirate ship is is out. Because now, uh, go ahead, Martin, you might have a take on this. But Deep Deep can have a ghost pirate ship, even though there's no there's no one on it. Like I feel like um the one thing that Games Workshop loves to do more than anything else is make sure that no one army, except for the Imperium, looks like any other army. Um, so, since the Imperium is not an AOS, uh, every army has to look so utterly different. So, I don't, I don't see anything looking even remotely like a pirate ship. Interesting. Coming for, but we've yeah. seen some rumor engines where there's actually like looks like a literal sail and. Yeah, that could be a different game. That could be a dragon. Could be Bellicorn, a two hundred millimeter base, for all we know. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, uh, that that's just uh, and... uh, that's that's my take. So, but anyway, here's my, what my question is: What is the vampire's infantry unit? Because we can't just have it like LON. It's its own battle tone now. Um, is it zombies? Is it is it thralls? Like the um, what do you what do you th what do you think it's going to be? I think. See, I, I'm thinking. Th I'm leaning towards thralls personally, um, but I would love to see some sort of elite vampire, like you know. Block of five, block of ten style, like yeah, well, a literal. And, Go ahead. No, I was, um, no, I, I, I totally understand that. Where it's like we need a vampire, like a vampire knight infantry. Um, but how? What do you do to them to make them look not like blood warriors? Uh, I think you lean into the fact that they're du more of a duelist style thing, or have them being like a. Uh, I want to see the metamorphosis aspect of vampire lore folklore played up a little bit. So like actually have like a like shape shifting vampire style like elite combaty yeah. units, and you can get in some really cool like, really take them in a different direction. You could do werewolves, like you could honestly have like a pack of five werewolf style things or something like. Would that. you Would you really want your werewolves as your infantry for their vampire? No, I want I them. That's... I want them elite smash bodyguard four hundred point monsters. <laughs> that like are wrangled by the vampire overlords. You got to keep in mind that like the the initial like vampire lore. Uh, wasn't utterly divorced from werewolves. It, that came later on. Yeah, yeah. I, I just know, like, the, um, I want to make a team, team Edward, team Jacob joke, but uh, or what we do in the shadows but, thing. Oh, so good, so good. Yeah. We throw the dog toy. Oh my god. Yes. Oh my god. Like I, we... I need more. I finished the last season uh, so long ago, and I need, I need more. It's one of the best things. If you, if you haven't uh, seen what we do in the shadows, uh. Uh, the TV Hulu. series specifically, it's on Hulu. Watch it. It's worth taking the free sub, uh, the free one month to just watch the show. It is one of the greatest things. But it has ruined me for ever being too melodramatic with vampires ever again. Like, I just... <laughs> yeah, um, I, I totally get it. Take over Mars, um, dropping five gift subs. Thank you so much. 
And uh, G Dad, remind everyone the checking ain't nothing to mess with. Yeah, so so I think uh, Thralls <coughs> is a really good. I've been playing a lot of Blood Bowl lately, and like the the playstyle with the that Blood Bowl team with the vampires, mm -hmm. and like they kind of need to end their movement next to their thralls, or they can frenzy and just try to eat somebody, or they yeah. they'll literally run off into the stands to try to eat a fan if there's nobody near them to eat. Um, I want to see some gameplay where like vampire lords are like actively turning thralls or like feasting on thralls oh, yeah. on the table i think that would be so mad yeah um uh i know i really want to talk about elves but i had this one more thing where i was in a group chat with um uh, the caravan caravan good friend of a friend of friend of new jersey clubs uh where we said it's like uh, vampires need a familiar a familiar can be any any model um i'm sorry any hero from any grand alliance um that uh i think it was we we, we came up with this whole thing uh, where it it, it, ha it can't be a wizard, and it can't uh, be a named character, um, and it loses the ability to ca uh, to activate any command abilities, uh, but gains the Soulblight Gravelords keyword and the keyword for your relevant subfaction. Um, and we were like, how can you break this? Because this is ultimately supposed to be like a narrative rule. It's like you can take a second Mega Gargant, and I'm like, sure. Take two mega gargants in your soul blight army. Go right ahead. It's, it's fine. <laughs> nice fine. one thousand points you have there. Yeah, like of not death models. It's fine. <laughs> well, I I think that that the actually like being able to take a familiar or like embrace somebody type thing would be a super yeah. metal mechanic. That's something we haven't seen before, oh, yeah. and I like things yeah. I haven't seen uh, it's, before. It's it's a cool way to just and and that's that's why I say it's like it throws narrative players a bone like. You could find a way to game it, I'm sure. Like, we came up with, like, the Eidolon and um, an Engine Rigger, because the Engine Rigger can take the spell in the bottle, I think, or something. Mm. Uh, and and it's like, well, you could just take those. It's like, doesn't matter. You can take, like, just watch all of the hobby from, like, the, the hobby-intensive Soulblight players. And I have not met someone who is heavy into vampires at, like, these big GTs who is an also an awesome hobbyist. And it's like, you can take your Stormcast, your, your, your Dark Elf Lord, or, or, or whatever... Um, and and just make them the, the make them like Guillermo or something like from what we do in the shadows. <laughs> Car like... Caravan in chat here is uh, is uh, uh, I feel called out <laughs> and yeah. then uh, navigator because uh, they can because uh, they can charge. have charges. Yeah, yeah. I sure. like Guillermo. Oh man, I'm not even going to spoil it because I just recommended the show, and if you haven't seen it, oh, yet. yeah. But Guillermo's yeah, yeah, yeah. fantastic. I I'm playing Vampire: The Masquerade Fifth Edition right now. Like I just played mm -hmm. our our first game session on Wednesday with uh, G Dead and his and his friends, and uh, the tempting the temptation to make Colin Robinson like was so high. Like the yeah. the social vampire. Like oh my god, Colin Robinson is is probably. If if it weren't for the fact that Laszlo is perhaps one of the single greatest the written characters in all of television, in television. just yes. all of television, like we actually already had this conversation on Twitter. <laughs> like, yes. like if it weren't for the fact that he's so well written, like fucking Jackie Daytona is everybody's spirit animal. If it weren't if for I that. Could... If I could make him out of Games Workshop parts for you, I would. But trust me, I've already thought about it. I don't know if it's possible. There are a few Reaper models I can just repaint with a little bit of added stuff to make like Laszlo, but then that's not that's oh. not um, that's not quite that's not quite, you know, GW kosher. Like you have your I, I actually hope that this army's Hero Hammer. Not not to go too right. far. Like I don't 
if if Hero Hammer is like you know if two armies in of thirty are Hero Hammer armies, it's yeah. not a big problem. You know, like, it, that can be their shtick. Just like we can have the 40k space shooting army with KO as the exception. Like, it's fine to have those little things and that be their thing. When the whole game becomes Hero Hammer, I think that becomes right. something oh, yeah. that, that people dislike. It, this A vampire's army almost de- feels like it deserves to be a Hero ham- Hammer-style army. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, a friend of mine, he, he uh, the first AOS tournament he went to, he's been playing Warhammer almost as long as I've been alive. Um and when he first got into AOS after, it's like, you know what? I'm finally going to give AOS a try. It was Nagash of Ordry, three units of ten zombies, um, a unit of five Black Knights, or was it Hex Wraiths? But still, it was, it was like he, he went right to Nagash and Ordry. It's like, that's it. That that was the first. That's it. That was the first question you had. To, I had to answer. This is why I have four zombie dragons. Because the first thing yeah. I wanted to do was run two Vampire Lords on Zombie Dragon. And then I'm like, but I also want to run Nagash. So I guess I have to only have one Vampire Lord on Zombie Dragon and Nagash. Like, the first thing, when, when Haywell got yeah. me into, into AOS, it was the first thing I wanted to do. Like, it oh, was, yeah. Like, it's it's such a, a serious temptation. We need, know, a, we need a Forge we need a novel, because he's, 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 he's such a cool not character. gotten out of screen. He's such yeah. a cool character. He needs some screen time, yeah. Uh, real quick, Indigo Girls, yeah. thank you so much for that Twitch Prime sub. Thank you, thank you so very, very much. Um, welcome to the show, um, W Soren. Not to be outdone, dropping another five gift subs, going to a total of two seventy-one gift subs in in the channel. This is why he is the Mad Lad, and we love him so much. I hope you're yeah. doing great down there in Texas. Cheers, uh, cheers, my friend. Um, so yeah, uh, the uh, yeah, I, make I'm cool with it being here. You Hammer. answered you answered my question. Did yeah. I? Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, all right. I have, I have some ideas, but it's like we'll find out because they're probably going to show off most of the army. You had a you had a story about a vampire, though. Um, oh yeah. Um, so uh, I, I promise we will talk about elves, everyone. Oh, <laughs> we're going to get there. <laughs> Just uh, no. Uh, uh, I've been I've been hinting at this here and there. Um, uh, and this uh, at some point, I'm uh, my my mother is very shy, even though she loves the hobby, she loves supporting everything. People have seen my mother on Twitter. But she's very camera shy, so I would just need to get her on the record in a way that she would be comfortable with. Um, my mother has been helping run conventions for until she had me, like through like the, the late seventies, early eighties, back when there was like one Star Wars. Um, oh, it's like and, she's the o- she's yeah. the OG uh, nerd, what I call the first yes. guard, which is like the original tracker right. and the original. Yes, back when you could sell fan fiction at tables in dealers' rooms. Back when it was called a dealers' room instead of like you know. The, the exhibition hall where, yeah, and stuff yeah, like that. You, you were in a magazine club, and you were mailed, like, you were mailed a magazine from some college campus somewhere, and... Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. A, a bunch, well, bunch of uh, professional hobbyists, just, yeah. Yeah, they, that, that first, like that. that first, so I, I consider myself that, I, probably us too, I think that this is a wide berth, basically, if you're between 20 and 40, yeah. you're, you're in that second guard, but that first guard, that, like, OG, like... Yeah. Um, so, uh, one of my mother's best friends was a name, uh, Alexander Marty Gear. Everyone just called him Marty. It's basically who I'm named after. Um, everyone also called him Big Bat, uh, because he was, um, I want to say six foot seven. Um, and the spitting image of Christopher Lee is Dracula when he was in costume. His house was covered in Dracula memorabilia. Um, before it was called cosplay, it was called masquerading. 
Um, and uh, there's um, he he passed away. In, I bet in you that's why Vampire's called Vampire the Masquerade because that would have come in after mm-hmm. in the eighties uh, counterculture. He had six sewing machines back when him and his wife were alive because they would they would um, he was like the the chief like judge of of these grand masquerades at like Worldcon. Have you heard of Worldcon? Yeah, it's a Europe. It's the okay. yeah. The big, the... It, it, it rotates every every country. It used to just be in America, um, and you can still go on YouTube and find world videos from Worldcon from like eighty three, eighty four. Um, if people ever want to know how old furries are, they've always been here. Um, <laughs> they, when they're doing furry stuff, it's like it's it's like there's this stuff for like again, the stuff goes back decades and decades. Yeah, shout but, out, uh, shout outs to Christina and and, uh, and Jared over at Razor Tree Productions. Uh, we had the half furry episode out of nowhere, like. <laughs> uh, and and again, it's 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 someone's fandom to everybody. Like I, I encourage also. Uh, I'm I'm not looking down upon it. I'm just like it's always been a thing. Yeah. Like, uh, and so he was he was a big vampire guy. I used to go like my mother would go down to see him because he used to live in Maryland. And uh, I started getting into Warhammer around that time, right when I was getting into high school. And he saw, you know, vampire counts and stuff like that. And I said I would paint him a model. Uh, and it was like Vlad von Karstein or something. And unfortunately, he passed away while I was in school. And I never got around to painting that model for him. So I am going to make a vampire lord version of him, complete with the, uh, the half glasses, the convention lanyard. Um, bad jokes and everything. Um, there, there are videos of him on YouTube, both as a memorial, but from him from conventions from the early 2010s. Um, and he's notorious for his bad jokes. I don't have any of them on hand, but you can go, you can go Google them. Almost in all of his speeches, when he's um, uh, doing the opening ceremonies for costume competitions, he usually throws in all these bad jokes, dressed as again Christopher. He looks like Christopher Lee's Dracula. Amazing. Uh, and so um, I may not, um, I may do more vampires as part of my Deathless Clans army, which was, um, everyone, everyone remembers from like my um, yeah, it was featured little Celtic. On, it was featured on, War, on Warhammer community site, oh, yes. the, the Celtic yes. vampires, yeah. Uh, you had a, it was a magma yeah. dragon as the base. Uh, yes. It was a blight, like a blight. Blight lord. And, uh, a, and uh, a dwarf. Yes, because that was the only one where it's like, I need a beard, like Brian Blessed's beard. Like down to here. This was before Gotrek. Um, I do still, I do still have Gotrek. I, I plan to turn him into a vampire lord on foot with that, with that big hair and everything like that. Uh, and I may make some vampires for that, but really, I need to make just one vampire lord like him. Um, and hopefully, I will try and tag Felicia Day. Uh, Felicia Day uh, was a friend of my godfather's as well. It would be cool if she could see it. Um, there were four different uh, ceremonies for like the wake. Uh, to like try and get as many people as possible. This was this was part of his will, because um, it was like social media was like still becoming a like a thing at the time. And um, oh yeah, I, I used month. to I when I was I didn't think Twitter was going to take off. By the way, I yeah. remember that period, like to date myself a little bit. I'd be like, you can only type 120 characters. Do you know why, yeah. dear chat gang, why you could only type 120 characters? Because it was the text limit on your phone. <laughs> And it was it was your phone actually texted Twitter to make the post. Yes, yes. Um, uh, so he, but he said cosplay was encouraged at one of the main uh, ceremonies, and that was really nice. 
and there was a big montage, and there was this one with um, him and Felicia Day were in a few photos, and I was like, oh yeah, um, mm-hmm. and it would be really nice. Yeah, it was just it was just a thing where it's like uh, a few degrees separated from people who are actually famous. Uh, yeah, yeah. So it would be it would be really nice just to like you know tell his story for people, uh, get that out there, make a nice cool miniature. That's actually really, um, really awesome. Um, like, thank you. No, it's really yeah, awesome. again. I have to see what the, the sprues look like and what kits I can make them out of and 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 stuff like that. Just see it's like what would be the coolest looking vampire lord that would fit sort of his style? Because of course Christopher Lee's Dracula is just like you know in a suit and a cape. That's not exactly available out of Games Workshop plastic, so we're going to have to try and compromise here. Yeah. Uh, well, and you, you try to yeah. do all your conversions like straight out of GW plastic, so. Uh, for the most part, yeah. Um, if I, I, I will say it's because of the Games Workshop renaissance, and it's like if I have the ability one day to get the stuff in White Dwarf or, or play on the stream or, or in the, um, um, on the website, it's like it's, it's an added challenge that just makes it a little better. Like if I really wanted to, this is back when Games Workshop was like, in, from like 2012 to 2014, uh, when people were like, Games Workshop is just barely breaking even, kind of bobbing about, War Machine was taking off, um, and Ma- and like things people were like discovering Kings of War and Malifaux. Ma- Mage Knight was this. This would have been post Mage Knight because yeah, Mage Knight had kind yeah. of gotten and went in the tank. Yeah, but it it was more like just the 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 sort of attitude out there was like anything goes in terms of miniatures, and that that would be cool. But I think some of the most creative miniatures that you could incorporate into a Warhammer army out there tend to be one piece sculpts. Like most Reaper or, or um, uh, Dark Sword is another good one where they make uh, 28 millimeter true scale um, figures like Lord of the Rings scale, but they're mostly one cast, like one piece. Uh, and there's, that doesn't leave you a lot of room to like really add your own character to them. You might as well just learn sculpting and try and make one yourself. So um, working with Games Workshop Plastic, because there's so many different parts I could grab a head here, a hair piece there, some shoulders from here. Uh, like my uh, stone mage, uh, which I tried to make more like an arch mage. I made him out of Eldrad. I made him out of... Um, that dick. I grabbed just... Yeah, sure. No, that's, that's, really... the, that's the meme. Eldrad's the dick. Okay. Right. That's the, sure. That's the joke. He's also great parts. Uh, <laughs> I took from like the High Elf Dragon Lord, uh, Wood Elf Blood Bowl team, uh, the Zinch Magister, like the, the from Storm of Magic days. Uh, I'm trying to think of what else. Uh, and just like, it just everything just allowed me to create this gestalt sort of unique hero. And I'm looking forward to doing that again with some of the Slanesh stuff. Uh, I know the joke, because High Elves are secretly Slanesh, I'm sorry, Lumineth are secretly Slanesh, and me using Slanesh parts to make um, Lumineth characters. Tom's conspiracy. I uh, uh, I don't think it's. I I think there's it is their cycle the the whole like falling to Slanesh. But I think AOS being about more about hope than grim dark inevitability of the end times type thing. Um, well, I I think that can they, I oh, go ahead yeah yeah yeah. Can I poke a hole in that theory? If 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 elves have the cycle of falling to Slanesh, why are all of the Slanesh mortals humans in the kits? Touche. But what I was going to say is is yeah. that I think that this time around they've discovered their way of breaking the cycle by finding yeah. balance. Because that's mm-hmm. that's the thing. Being... Like excess, like what's cool the, the thing that's cool about Slanesh is I, I almost think of that the I think it's the most human. Because like too much of a good thing is a bad thing, or 
if you live your life pursuing only one thing excellently, a lot of other parts of your life are going to fall out of balance. Like pride, you know, go before fall, right? Like the, the classic, like you just want to be the best at something. And at some point you go so out of balance that you'll step over anybody to become the best. Right. And, yeah. and that is a very, and I, I think that what, what Lord, what, what Lumineth realm Lords are doing, and maybe this is our transition here. Like yeah. what I think Lumineth realm Lords are doing is like, they're seeking balance. That's why like this very sort of like uh, Tibetan sort of monk style, yeah. incorporating the elements into their, into their persona a lot more than just lo- like, go ahead. A lot of the animals, I would say, are from like that region that they're they're pulling from, like the Tibetan Himalayan region. Of uh, if you watch, uh, there's a documentary series um, the Chinese government paid for in uh, like 2006 for the Olympics. It's called Wild China. It's like six episodes. It's narrated by King Theoden. Um, I'm sorry, Bernard Hill. Theoden King. <laughs> yes, it's, yeah. it's narrated by him. Um, the third episode is about Tibet. It used to be on Netflix. I think it just the rights ran out. I think you can only get it like on Amazon or or, or whatever. It's probably like two dollars an episode or on Google or something. Um, and you can just watch them. It's just it's just HD footage of of like all of these animals and the different areas of China. And the Tibet episode. Um, first of all, Tibet is straight out of the mortal realms. Like from how harsh it gets. Uh, like the different the different climates and biomes related to it it's it's it gets like planet there are parts of planet earth where the ecosystem just gets crazy and um uh, steve foot on twitter shares what's called like the postcard from the realms yeah 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 yeah. no that's a great series yeah 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 he's saying he'll he'll take a shot of like a like a volcano or like these weird bioluminescent mushroom sprawls and like this isn't this is like earth <laughs> you know like yes this is, uh no, oh, yeah. c- continue your point about the the document yeah. i know um, much well yeah the the so, so um are the are the uh hurricane on screen now yeah i've got the five the the five shot of them right now the okay. one two three yeah, five uh the five shot um when we first saw the blurry garbo photo uh the potato yeah. photo um i reading them as kangaroo is it's, can, per- it's perfectly like well, because you read them from one one side, the leg is up and almost out of view, and the coloration, as you said, it's it's very kangaroo. Um, but it turns out it's a separate meme because uh, that um, I don't I I watched five minutes of Jurassic World and turned it off. Um, a little more Parasaurolophus. Yes, whatever it's called, um, and like they're they're sprinting along like ostriches, uh, well, the- and I think th- it's a good time to have a question about. Uh, uh, creature design because it's I don't I don't think we're going in a thematically different direction from where high elves were the last time I was on your show thank, um, and thank you for having me I had a mini presentation about trying to understand well where are the differences because texture wise composition wise the main troops of the army don't have really different textures like you have your cloth your lamellar scale your plate armor in, in this certain places, um, it's it's it it doesn't feel that thematically different. The only we have done. battle tome I physically own for an army <laughs> I will never possess because I never want to play Lumineth Realm Lords is for LRL yeah. and it is one hundred percent because of that episode that you were on and <laughs> this cover art 
is some of, is yeah. one of the best Excellent. I have yeah. ever seen, and you argue it so thoroughly that I'm like, it will be mine. Oh yes, it will be mine. There so I bought go. my buddy. He already bought himself a uh, an LRL box, and I'm like, it's, it's I'm gonna buy you an LRL box for your birthday. But can I have the Battle Tome of Dice? And he's like, Yeah. Yeah. It's it's yeah. I mean, just to just to touch on that, it's not Paul Dayton. We're not talking about God tier here. Um, <laughs> I mean, Paul Dayton did do the techless, like you, the art that protects the, the, the great one the where he's like the flying in. That's yeah. te- that's techless. That's that's Paul Dayton. But anyway, um, it's so we we come to the fact that well, wh- what are, what are the sticking problems? Um, and it's it's um, I agree with you when you were talking um, to to Joe. On the last show, I'm sorry. On your on your show, your your recap of, of 2020, where it's like, I think there are people that will just always dislike elves, um, and I I totally, I mean, I don't quite understand that. Where it's like, I just I have, I get it for dwarf players because elves dwarves like if, if you love dwarves, fake rivalry. It's yeah. fun. This this stuff is fun. Okay, like me fake right. hating Sigmar, and like I'll just always fake hate Sigmar. You know, and or, I say fake or, hate, hate, not that I'm like yeah. faking it when I have my hot takes about how much I dislike Sigmar. I'm saying fake as in it's a world that doesn't matter, and hating real mm-hmm. people is way more of an issue than like hating a pretend made up. Oh yeah, well, yeah. Um, I, I, when I say um, people who love dwarves don't like elves, it's more if you connect with the the ethos um, and the design style of dwarves, like where everything is is geometric. Um, I'm, I'm trying to make a YouTube video on like graphic design and like how I created the, the aesthetic for my LRL, um, by the end of the year. And one of the things I talk about is like the, using the Lord of the Rings sort of behind the scenes, like compendium, like that 12 hours of documentaries. And they talk about the graphic design that they, for every race that appears, um, in the trilogy. And they talk about like the elves versus the dwarves. Everything is geometric and crystalline. Everything feels like... There cannot be any curves anywhere on any of their shapes, from their armor to their to their um, like the, down to the belt buckles, their their caverns, the architecture and stuff like that, even to their weapons. And it's almost the opposite for the elves. So I can understand why, if you jive with that that graphical style from like a fantasy slash art perspective, the exact opposite of that, which would technically be like the high of the woodland elves, I can understand where there's that's just not going to mesh. Yeah. Um, but for uh, yeah, just real on. quick, real quick here, Rocco, you avoid dropping a thousand RDP to remind everyone checking ain't nothing to mess with. And Soren redeeming a hundred RDP to highlight his comment saying, yeah. I really like the way the models look. I broke three and I am not very steady at times. And GW stuff is just getting more and more fragile. Yeah, it's getting bigger. It's getting fancier dioramas. And we were talking about that. Thank you, Cap like, Gross. Yeah. <laughs> like, and and like the bats, just like oh, I now have to hold my my model like with like the cupped hand. Yeah. Well, hey, I, that's I, why that's why the glory of game mats. Just just slide them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Well, and and just since we ended up back on it, uh, those photos rarely show off depth. I bet you there's some depth to that hair. When we yeah. finally see that that bat hair model in person, that's just gonna like sing. Because. Yeah. Anyway, continue your point on on um... right. Um, well, so we get to the we get to the stickler for for someone like um, Tom or other detractors. I only use Tom as an example because he has a he's a good friend, like a lar- or a larger platform than most to I would say um, exemplify sort of the opinion where it's like these aren't my high elves, and you have to ask, well, what makes them different if they're kind of thematically the same? 
And the answer is we, we, we're basically swapping out all of our companion animals, which were traditional Western fantasy mythical creatures, for a Himalayan West China Zoo. Um, and I get why that's jarring. It's jarring for me. It's, and we, we don't have conventions like Warhammer Fest or the Open Days where we can go to the artists and ask why. Um, so we're really left for, for ourselves uh, to, to try and understand that. Uh, and I think the best way to look at it is uh, there's, uh, before we get into the Paul's thread, and it's like it could look like anything, uh, th uh, this is, I would say, the main positive. They're not treating like the yak or, or um, the, the, the dinosaur sprinting creature any differently than um, they would treat the old creatures. Hell, high elves have found that balance by, uh, what do you say, they feel like they're living in the realms. Yes. They are one with the nature around them. Well, I think that's that's a great selling point. And you can't tell right now, but I pulled up this fantastic uh, image of the dwarf from uh, <laughs> from the Blood Bowl box, and it's gets, it just got the, like, blowing the whistle 10-yard penalty for being an elf. <laughs> oh yes, like, yeah. Like I bought, I bought, I bought the uh, elf on eBay out of that out of that pack, really? so I can turn him into a mini me um, for like a turn counter and stuff. It, we, it's COVID. Like I have time to be lavish and like make game tokens and and painted Aether Court stuff and yeah. So I have a command a victory point and command point tracker, and there'll be mini me and the red card will be an army list or something. That's amazing. I like that. I like that. Hey, hey, coach, uh, how's it going, my friend? Um, I had to, I had to pull up that image. No, there's the, yeah. the people who just will never like elves or whatever. Um, to be just this, this sort of, I'm sympathetic to people who never find their nine, but this goes to yeah. that, that, that twos and nines mentality of design, like yeah. not playing it safe, really, really trying to go for an aesthetic, going for, just going for it. And LRL are, I don't care what you say about them. They are going for it. Yes. They are going for a strong emotional reaction. You're either going to love them or you're going to hate them. And Yeah, I, I feel like I'm coming to it from a unique perspective because um, uh, I was thinking about once I finished um, uh, uh, the, the, the Legions of Nagash Army, I was like the only thing I I'd wanted. I had an idea for making the Legions of Nagash Army for almost two years. Like it was January 2017. I went to LVO. And after that, I saw like a cool uh, uh, vampire's army, and it was like unrelated. It was like, what if I made Manfred look like the dad from How to Train Your Dragon? What would that look like? <laughs> and I sketched it, and I just put it away for like almost two years. You, you showed me some of those, like yeah. the, some of the early sketches, I think, or at least I've seen yeah. them. I don't know how because I yeah. remember the eyes like kind of like glossed out, and that I remember seeing that yeah. sketch. It was it was like something something weird. Um, and so I finally made that army. I was just like, well, I've now made everything I want to make. I made a cities army before cities existed. Um, I made Stormcast because Stormcast are awesome. Everything I wanted about Space Marines, uh, minus the dumb stuff in the same setting as Teclas and Manfred, sold. Um, and then I made like the weird, like out, outside of my comfort zone army, which was the Viking vampires. It's yeah. like the only thing left is just wait for elves. And I was like mentally preparing myself. It's like, well, what if elves never come? Um, well, what does that look like? But, like, I had the feeling they were when Teclas made a cameo in Forbidden Power. Um, so that's, but that's still, like, like summer 2019. The, the so Teclas thinking, cameo you're talking referring to is the one where, where he's like, can I send him my boys? And, and Sigmar's like, yeah, not yet. Right. Type thing. Um, 
Yeah, that was when I switched from Games Workshops no longer doing High Elves, because it felt like they weren't. Like, they were slowly cutting them out of the range. Um, in Cities of Sigmar, they got rid of all but, like, two High Elves kits, like the Phoenix Guard. Uh, they got rid of the Island of Blood stuff. Um, and, like, elsewhere in Fantasy, not having High Elves in your setting is the cool thing to do. Like, even in the stuff I love, like, personally, like Dragon Age. It's like, it's cool not to have High Elves. Game um, of Thrones has poisoned, yeah, and, and people, Game of Thrones. has poisoned people. They want magic and dragons. They just want humans and and dark, grim, oh. dark, fatalistic nihilism I, fantasy. I don't. Yeah, but I don't dislike that entirely either. I understand, especially some like some of my favorite books are um, the dramatic really well, or are like dramatic histories. Like my favorite novel is is technically nonfiction. Um, it's just told almost like an epic fantasy novel. So I totally understand where people are coming from when they want more Game of Thrones style content. Um, but so that's rewinding a little bit too far. So I, I still had like six or seven months of thinking about well, what would I want my elf army to look like now that I'm a much better hobbyist. I'm, I'm much further removed from where I was when I first painted my high elves, like when I was in college. Um, what would that look like? I guess it would be a city's army or something. And then we had the teaser in January. And then I had all that time to really think up this this whole, um, almost this whole Bible of how my elves are going to be my thing. It is going to be a um, uh, personification of what I value in art, um, but also true to the lore in a way that sets them apart, but without disrupting canon. Well, and you, and you, had, so, you, had, you had a, a piece commissioned as I recall, like, or, or a friend. More than one now. <laughs> not everyone, <laughs> to, not everyone's seen everything. Uh, th there's going to be quite a presentation at Adepticon 2022. Uh, I hope you have, I hope you have the classic, like, uh, the, the, I hope you have board backdrops to your display board that are your commission art pieces. And the, they're just up. And then like, and you have little bios, like, like laminated that you pull out of a little slot on the back of the, the, um, no, I, I don't. I don't mean to puff this up, but you got to think a little bigger than that. I got to think bigger than that. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Um, <laughs> see, see, there we go. See, my trying to not swear as much. My yeah. Midwest come. Oh my gosh! I did the the classic Midwest like. Oh my gosh! Drop. Yeah. Jeez, um, gee, gee whiz! There, I was just gonna have to go watch that Packer game now. Um, yeah. Real quick, AOS coach said, "I feel the pain of high elf players," and when, yeah. Uh, when the Empire gets remade and I didn't get cities, I might feel the same too. And, and that's the thing. Yeah. Like some people do want that class, not the not my elves take, right? Like they want okay. that. I had I just went through this earlier on in the week where I was kind of defending defending the. Uh, I don't even like looking at them now. I don't even think they're they're super kangaroo. Like I really see a lot more the because the the like super longer arms. The yeah these no, um... these are not these are not hopping they are sprinting and they have the really really long whippy tail to counterbalance and like yeah whip out uh, behind. they are um i i don't want to uh uh t take you off guard uh tangent there uh no i was about to say they the lumineth are unique i think in how we are rebooting certain armies in that um high elves had an incredibly diverse miniatures range uh, from the beginning and it seems like we're getting spiritual successors to each of the old high elf units. 
um, there was a fast cavalry unit called the Lyrian Reavers. I don't know if you were like into Warhammer enough to remember what those were. If you've played Total War Warhammer 2, you would have seen them. All I know is my friend Sam played High Elves, and I had the certain units I hated, and I tried to kill them more than the other units. Because you got to keep in mind, when I, when I started playing Warhammer Fantasy Battle, I was a kid. I was in the, yeah. I was in the sixth grade. Um, yeah. Like, I've, I've played, like, people in AOS who were my age when I first started, like, Warhammer, and I'm like... You're going to be a literal phenom. The the shit I didn't understand at that age that you have a grasp of in these rules right now blows my mind. I'm looking forward to this next generation of gamer. I think they're going to be stellar. Yeah. Um. But no, no. Like I just, I, I, the names have never stuck with me yeah. from other people's um, armies so, from that time period. Um. It's uh. We it's easy to guess what they are. Like when we see these these new units as or how they're supposed to perform. When I say this is our fast cavalry unit. It's because there's nothing else it could be, which is why I say, and much to the lamentation of some older High Elves fans, the Alarith Stone Guard, our cowheads with the hammers, those are, are the lions. six. Yes, they are the successors to White Lions, and people ask us that they can't be. It's like there's nothing else they can be, and we every other unit that isn't a character is a successor to. Um, even um, the my lo friendly local game store, the guy who's been playing Warhammer since the '90s. And he's like game clubs. He's 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 um, sponsored like giant uh, events at games days and stuff like that. It's like the more things change, the more things stay the same. Because I'm selling you spearmen, archers, and silverhelms. They can call them whatever they want. They're still the like even to a veteran, like not having watched any of the marketing or anything. Um, it's like these are spearmen, archers, silverhelms, and because these aren't swordmasters, these aren't phoenix guard. They're white lions. But we have to um, we have to have some addition in there. So we have the mountain spirit. Um, I don't mind the mountain spirit, like in terms of like it fits like that tree lord slot. It's a heavy walker. We never really had something like that in 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 old days. Uh, we went from like having great eagles up to the prince on dragon, and no one really took the prince on dragon because of how the eighth edition worked. It feels part knight, part animal, and part. Um, like it has, it has the animal features, like you know, like the yak, the Tibetan yak, because it's not a cow. Like it has like all of the shaggy hair that's like falling out of the armor. You have that nice knightly aesthetic, and then you have the like the super personification. Awesome, like crystalline structure, like coming yes. out of its back. Yeah, it's really, I, I like really that. cool silhouette on that thing too. Uh, like, and and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. We have to, if if we want to introduce new unit types and how they perform, like as an army. I, I'm I'm all for something like that. I'm not sure what the fox like. Presumably, it's a fox spirit that we're we're getting on Saturday because there's a fox banner on the Huracan. Yep. Uh, and and uh, in the lore, it hints at like a fox spirit. And I think on Monday we saw like this the spiraling. You know, there we there we go again. Hard plastic uh, particle effects, uh, like a cyclone. It's probably gonna look like something out of Naruto. It is what it is. Um, <laughs> this is the first time I've I've heard you sound a little down on one of the sculpts. Because it's, it's go on, go on. yeah, I'm, I'm sure it'll be fine. Uh, it's more that whenever I build my armies, I want to take them everywhere. And so oh, everything has to fit into one figure case so I can fit it on an airplane. The worst thing that's it for me in OBR is that the catapult is the size of an Imperial Knight. I don't want to bolt throw the size of an Imperial Knight. Thank you. I'm, I'm already breaking my figure case just to have Avalonor in it. I like Indigo Girl's take here. Uh, I wish the mountain had a... Larger, larger base. base, 
looks majestic in pictures but fairly shrimpy on the table. This is yeah, yeah, I can get that. This is a sadness I have for many of the new sculpts coming out. Like uh, I've got my Gothazar Harvester sitting right here, um, yeah, waiting to be primed. I, I, it's Wisconsin, so I got to wait for like a decent day. I'm still in the rattle can. This is not huge enough. I yeah. see th there is a. Do I have like speaking of? Uh, I've got a Martin Orlando model right here. Um, like. This is not huge enough. There is an art, to put them on the same plane, there yeah. is an art where there's a Gothazar Harvester, like, yeah, like just hulking, just oh, yeah. huge, and there's like a in, legion of Mortec in front of it. In in Avalonor's art, the art, the only art where he appears in the entire Lumineth book, he's the size of Godzilla. Yeah. It's like, wait, what? Make make yeah. the monsters huger. I know that like bigger base sizes are to... kind of a liability, but like I don't care. Make them huge. Go on. Uh, uh, it, it's the it's the spiritual personification of Mount Everest. It's supposed to be Godzilla, but plus like a little bit of Buddha in there, and I like that 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 dichotomy. Um, and and so uh, we're also gonna get, of course, uh, Goku Mage. Monkey King on uh, the cloud, the flying cloud. Yes. Yeah, yeah. You're getting the the, yeah. the monkey monkey king. Yeah. Uh, can we talk about the Lord Regent though? Because I really want to talk about the Lord Regent. Yeah. So we'll switch over to the Lord. Re so so uh, I just to finish off a take. I don't know if I got to it during the vampire episode, which is when when these would have come out. Um, I don't read them as kangaroos anymore. I I think it's fun. I think it's cool. Uh, I like the Australia, uh, sledging. I think that's going on, but uh. I, if you paint these things a non-natural color, you I think it starts to bring out a different quality. Like I almost yeah. The, do on. we want to do the creature? Do we do we want to read the creature thing now? Like the creature design thing? In one 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 minute, we'll switch. Yeah. Uh, okay. So so my my defense of these things is they're a little weird, but they're weird in the good yeah. way. The way that squigs are squigs are weird. Like, yes. it's just people accept squigs as part of the canon of Warhammer because they've been around forever. But the first person who's like, I'm going to go hopping around on this ball of teeth. They had to be like, huh? You know, like, yeah. and, and so, like, if you can imagine that same thought process 30 years later, come on now. Like, be a little yeah. bit more. I, I, I'm not I'm not saying don't like the thing. I'm saying, don't tell me that they didn't take risks like this with with things that exist in Age of Sigmar. Yeah, that's just. Not... I think they. Could... I think they could have taken a little bit more of a risk, but sure. we'll save that for the creature design segment. Sure, sure, sure. Um, and and so now I've pulled up the uh, the the Lord Regent. Oh man, this um, this yeah. is a ten out of ten. This is yes. This is the I think Vince called it the the best model in the range. Uh, yeah. the way I would say it is this is your Catacross, this is your Sigvald, this is your, like, not in terms of, like, a centerpiece, I mean, a, a, in terms of the yeah. high, the, the high, the high mark of what the sculpts in the army can be, like, yeah. Catacross is, is the best, the best model in that entire army, uh, Sigvald, I think will be, but I can say Keeper of Secrets for Slash now, because that is a gorgeous model, this here, to me, sings, like Lumineth Realm, this is what elves, in in terms yeah. of Lumineth Realm Lord interpretation, they were joking that it was going to be a combat camel, 
Like when we saw just like the, the top part. Oh yeah, we saw the named character variant of this kit. Um, there is there's going to be a named character variant. It's like your um uh, Liege Cavalos and what's what's Xantos is his name. Yeah, Xantos. Yeah, instead of yeah, the, uh, I think the, I think in the in the New Year's Day thing because it, um it's a different it's a different fur color. Um, the reins are a little different, probably because whoever the character is is sitting on the mount differently. Yeah, and it's a different shield. Like this, yeah. this character's riding in a freaking howda atop of it. Like, look at this high-backed chair. It's so. Yeah. Uh, I think we. I think the speculation is there's going to be a spear instead of a sword, which I'm all for. No, um, there was that speculate. Um, I said, I said, um, it just needs a star lance. And, oh, um, this is where you're going yeah. to tell me what a star lance yeah. is. Real quick before yeah, you go um, to your go into your star mm -hmm. lance take, uh, AOS coach spending a hundred RDP to highlight monkey magic. Because yes. in all caps, mind you, so i got to say it with more inflection. Monkey magic! There we go. Uh, Lord's Region is one of the best LRL models. Uh, just amazing. Take over Mars. I'm not saying Sigvald right. Uh, well, excuse me. And Hobby Bear dropping 1,000 RDP to remind everyone it's that Sigvald the Magnificent. Oh, is that what it is? Sigvald. I, I assume so. Yeah. Sigvald. Uh, yeah. The Magnificent. And, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. and then, uh, hey, Hobby Bear, dropping the 1,000 RDP, remind everyone, checking, ain't nothing to mess with, and how did Blood Bowl go? How did that game go? Um, you can continue now. You yeah, can bring, you can... Um, so, 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 trip down memory lane for uh, people who uh, did not play Warhammer Fantasy Battles um, at the at the very end, like, during, like, the, the 8th edition into End Times era, um, there was, um, if you picture Dawn Riders, we called them the Silver Helms Bus. Um, because, uh, I actually had some critiques when you were talking about how to fix, uh, war scrolls to account for base size and reach. Um, and you guys proposed mechanics, which were in eighth edition, which I think led to its downfall, which I thought was ironic. Who's, um, who's, who's us guys? What, what was that? Yeah, I'm sorry. You and, you and Joe, mm. where you, you were talking about two ranks can fight, um, extra ranks become a blade of wounds. Um, that was someone those... in chat. Uh, a oh. Someone in chat said that, and uh, I don't like I don't like the just arbitrary. Ar I don't. Yeah. Haywell, I think, was more amendable to the idea. Uh, I don't like making it arbitrary. You fight in one rank, two ranks. I don't. I like reach. Yeah. I want my thing is simplify fucking pylon, and yeah. things on thirty two should probably, as a rule, start drifting towards a two inch reach. Just period. Yeah, and so that, those are my in, two takes. Gone. Yeah, everything in eighth edition had to be a minimum of of uh, five ranks, of five models per rank. Um, you could go up to like ten or something, um, but it was like five. Um, and characters always had to go to the front, um, except for command models. So you would have um, a pr high elf prince and a high elf noble on horse, and then your three command models. So if you put your wizard in that unit as well, the wizard would go into the second rank, which means no one could ever target the wizard. Um, which was the height of fun. But anyway, um, you would give uh, the prince a magic item, which gave him plus three strength, so he'd be hitting for strength seven out of ten. It was like, you know, strength uh, one to ten back then, back when we had weapon skill, ballistic skill, as you remember. Um, and then there was a weapon called the Star Lance, which was in every High Elf book up until, I guess, this one. Um, hopefully in Broken Realms 2, they bring it back, uh, though I have reason to believe it's probably not. Uh, and... Uh, it was it was plus three strength, but only on the charge, and armor saves could not be taken against weapons the damage done by the Starlands. But if you did not charge, you could not use that weapon at all. And it was a unique bit in the Dragonlord kit. Um, and it literally looks like um, 
top, the, 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 the tip of the lance and the rest is um, broken up by a literal like beam of starlight. So it's, it's, it's almost like the weapon is not one solid piece. Um, and that's uh, the starlight is channeled into the head of the lance on the charge. And that, that a model, how she has the sword up like this, is just begging for me to take that, that star lance bit. And, um, and yes. Be hoisting and it. And that, that'll work. Readying yes. the charge. I mean, look at the motion. They're rearing, right? Like they're, yes. they're on a turn. So you can imagine like, like that scene in one of the greatest movies of all time, A Knight's Tale, where William... <laughs> rounds like the thing with the lance up before he brings it down to not to like knock it essentially like it's it's that to get the to yeah. get it in the cradle get it in the cradle right like he, where he, just you can imagine the rearing around with the lance about to bring it down for the charge i think that's yeah it, it, just that's, tying, that's i would try and do that, that yeah tying that your 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 kit bash into the motion of this model is I mean the silhouette, the cape, the movement. This is a this is a ten out of ten. This is what ten out of tens look like. Even though like a little call, little callback to the phoenix up here with like the burb, you know. Like, I I think that helmet looks ridiculous. You don't like the um, helmet? Not, I do not. Interesting. Uh, um, I actually see a little. I, just, I get a little samurai vibe with the how it's got the. Oh, I I. How, how about how about I put it this way? Because I'm looking at um, uh, the all of the the kits from the perspective of what I want my elves to look like. Um, there's nothing wrong with the helmet. Um, I think it's pretty cool, but I don't like it for what I want to do with my army at all. Hmm. Um, so it's, it's kind of like has a tail. <laughs> like it's so ridiculous. Oh, um, all of all of the Gone Rider ones have like um, it's it's almost like the the the, the Roman centurion plume. And then it tails off into a little literal horse tail, like it's it's braided in the same way amazing. as all of the um amazing. the tail hair on Gone Riders is. I I love it. It's uh, amazing. Yeah. Oh, continue though, like. Yeah, that was that was about it. It was it was. Uh, I I hope uh, she does uh, like what a noble BSB used to do, like Battle Standard Bearer, like buff the stuff around her, are a little better because. Uh, I, I agree with Vince when Vince was talking about LRL on the show earlier this week when they were doing the previews. I guess it was yesterday. Wow. It was it uh -huh. was during the daytime, too, so I actually got Yes, to... that's why. It's I watched... like it felt like it was more than one day ago. Um, I don't know if uh, Illuminate need that mobile hammer. They just need something to allow the existing units to not always play like the same reactive castle. Well, you want um, to set the point of it the way I would use uh, Black Knights when I was rocking eighty skeletons. You know, um, set the point of attack somewhere so my skeletons could come in, and they just needed to they just needed to distract you or set a speed bump so that I could dictate that engagements happen someplace as opposed to react yeah. to engagements. And I, I right, um, and just as a quick aside, because I did have um, uh, this was in reaction to what Haywa said on your show um i i think that they um even though they're really cool to play and i like the whole whole like layout of of how they play um with like the castle and like some scalpels which can reach out i think they are oppressive in uh, oppressive in in key ways um the castle they present to certain armies combined with the ability to reach out um will turn off certain opponents uh I can understand the logic that low wound count balances out the castle, 
but some armies have no way of doing damage to Lumineth if they are required to exclusively, like, to roll to hit and wound, like normal plebs. Like, if they're not, like, I'm just going to roll X unmodified and do mortal wounds to you, or I don't have to roll to hit, or, or something that doesn't involve them being in combat. Um, I'm thinking of, like, orcs or destruction armies in general. It's like, I can make you minus two to hit, and I'm going to turn off one of your big units with the Cathalar. Um, that's just not fun. Pardon me. Uh, um, or uh, destruction seems to, in general, kind of hate castle armies. Like it just, mm -hmm. it's just there. It, it is their rock to scissors. Like a castle yeah. army, it, they just. And this is something I've come around to recently because before I I was like, you're gonna play five games at a tournament, so like it's okay to like have your hard counter sitting out there. But, like, if you only have your Orc army and your friend only has their LRL army, every game you play is a bad game if you never go to a tournament, you know? Like, yeah. that that can be a problem. I, I'm not, I'm not completely averse to people having, uh, like, an L. I'm just shifting off of the, like, people holding your hard L to having yeah. a chance, you know? And, oh, yeah. yeah. And, uh... So that that's the the soul searching. It took me one full calendar year of lockdown to realize it because most of the games people got to play were in a basement. I, I say basement setting, not meaning basement or, or derogatory. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. But just a one on one. Since lockdown, the biggest tournament I've gotten the opportunity to play in was eight people, and that was last summer when the yeah cases were at their lowest point, basically for our area. Yeah, and there was uh, there was Gar Garden Hammer was happening a little bit. Like where it would be yeah. about like eight people, maybe ten. Like I have played against Bone Reapers twice and beaten them both times. Um, but I will say, if someone had more than one catapult, I would be in big trouble. Well, this is why I have two catapults and I haven't lost to L I haven't lost to LRL yet. Yeah, maybe when we get to play, we'll find out. Dude, like uh, I won't be playing in Adepticon when that ever starts back up next year because I'm gonna I'm mm -hmm. helping Brendan uh, Brendan out running it. Yeah. But Midwest yeah. Meltdown, like uh, uh, Nash or whatever, whatever tournament we can, we can where drudge. I can I can yeah. just yeah you and 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 Joe and we can just go like school me in the ways of all of the nerding that I didn't get to do in my childhood, <laughs> understanding what EverQuest is. Like, oh yeah, when you were talking with Vince about Ultima Online and all of these MMOs where it's like, I didn't really engage in computer games until I was um, in, like, right before, like, in middle school. And we're already talking, like, 2006, 2007. Yeah. So, like, anything from, like, WoW and before that, I just, like, I didn't, it didn't even reach my brain. See, WoW was the bookend to my MMO experience. That's right. But I'm, I'm talking like EverQuest age. Ultima Online. I've never seen a single image of the, I, 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 yeah, that's. I'll put it this way. If someone describes Ultima Online to you, you start to imagine it a certain way. And then when you see actual screenshots of the game, you're like, this isn't as majestic and sprawling. And it's so, there's a basic. It's so basic. It is, but but what was great about it was in the peripheral, the mechanics, the the other yeah. stuff. It like even EverQuest, like it, it's such an empty looking world. When I I went back and like uh, Halo has been running it on his like Wednesdays, like his his dad games quote unquote stream. Um, he like he's been running it. And I'm like, man, that world looks so much more empty than I remember remember it. It looks so much darker than I remember it. Because to me, I remember logging in and just like 
feeling like I was in this open. I was in Dragonlance at the time. I was like yes. super, super into Dragonlance. I'm like, I'm in Dragonlance. I'm Raistalin. Um, mm-hmm. and I, and yeah, 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 yeah. But like that, uh, that episode was pretty cool. I think Vince did a great job of contextualizing it for for people who didn't play in that era. He he has yeah. a he has a really good gift of of shorthanding what I take. 20 minutes to say yeah and in a way that is really approachable for everybody so so that was that was a really good episode i i like that episode if you if you not to shout out my own podcast but if you haven't seen the one with me and vince yet go back you're it's a really good one i think it was it was really fun yeah just watch the first hour and then you don't even listen to us talk about slanesh and then after that um i i i gave him the schooling about how um because he was talking about how he rigged the economy not in ultima online or the star wars mmo I think it was, um, and I told him I did the same thing in Cyberpunk because uh, I didn't, I wasn't high enough level to do the painting glitch, so I just did the thing where I disassembled sodas and turned them into grenades, and then sold the grenades or disassembled the grenades into. I think di- yeah. I discovered day one that certain items I sold I bought back cheaper, and so I had yeah. infinite money day one in Cyberpunk. <laughs> I just, I've just, yeah. I've refined it to find the item that sells for the most. And goes back to yes. five now, but like I yeah. like it was a gu- I sold a gun on like accident, and then I went to buy it back, and I'm like, they're only selling it back. Like I only have to buy it back for five eddies. Yeah. Like um, oh, so I could just make I press button make a hundred fifty a hundred fifty dollars. Click like how much patience do you have, right? As someone asked how old I am, I'm twenty seven. Um, but I lived a very sheltered nerd life. Um, uh, not that my parents, it's just I different upbringing. I went from, and this is just going to be short, I went from uh, Star Wars uh, to Kingdom Hearts to Fire Emblem to Warhammer. Uh, and I kind of stuck with Warhammer because I had a choice of either getting more into Xbox and uh, drawing with the dra- uh, draft, the uh, drawing tablet or just getting better at painting miniatures, and I chose painting miniatures. Hmm. Uh, and here I am now. Yeah, but you've reincorporated some of the draft board back into your your stuff these days now too, though. Yeah, I guess so. But uh, yeah, it, uh, that's just that's how I don't really uh, know what like when people talk about like the D and D books uh, EverQuest. Uh, I have played a grand total of three D and D games ever, um, and two of them were by a truly reprehensible person as a as a gm uh so i don't really count those and then one of them was by uh, a very dear friend of mine who was trying to run his own game store during friday night magic and also be the gm of D. you can imagine how long that lasted oh but that's like a two-hour session lasting 10 hours um yeah, and he would just walk away because he has to, you know, work the register and stuff like that. So I'm, I'm, I'm not really like, I don't, I don't begrudge RPGs or anything. It's just I, I'm used to having a storytelling experience of well-written video games and uh, non D and D books. Well, see, this is something about, I, I did yeah. talk about on on the Haywo show. Is is tabletop RPGs are actually my, you, you get. Mr. Mephisto, the most dangerous man in Age of Sigmar, you don't realize that that I was the forever GM stereotype my whole life. Tabletop yeah. RPGs are like, that's my first, that's my first, that's yeah. the top of my rung on my ladder. And then below that, it's like, 
video games are what I did because I couldn't always have five friends to run a game for, you know? So, like, I would, yeah. like, oh, playing this Final Fantasy game on the NES is like D&D, but by myself. So, video games became a very solitary thing for me because it's, like, what I do. If I have two friends, I want to play Age of Sigmar. You know, if I have yeah. th- three friends, I probably want to play a board game or a card, like a card game like Exploding Kittens or something like that. And if I can get, like, two, three, or four friends, I want to be running a, a, an RPG. Like, yeah. the the problem now is, like, as I become an adult, it's so much easier to do all the other stuff. It's so much easier to play a board game or play Age of Sigmar, or, like, show up on the weekends and, like, throw a game together or make an event out of it and go to a tournament than it is to persistently run a campaign every week for four adults who have children and jobs and crap come up because now this weekend their car broke down. And so, like, they can't play your game because they have to go deal with the real-life problem. And so it's like, all I ever want to be doing is living in a fantasy world of narratives yes. that we're all telling each and, other. And, and telling stories, yes. Yeah. Writers make the best GMs. It's all I want to be doing, but everything in my life stops me from doing it all times, so I settle for other things. That said, that said, I am not lying when I say the Age of Sigmar community is the best I've been around. Tabletop RPGs are my first. The drama in the TTRPG community for that weird wiggle period before Critical Role came out while Gamergate was com- going on was toxic. It was... Yeah. That's yeah. the... We don't talk about, like, that dark period of... of I can, I can, I can understand that. Of, of 4th edition. Basically, it, it happens right around 4th edition. We don't talk about that period in Dungeons & Dragons and tabletop RPGs. First of all, where RPGs are completely boiled down to there is only Dungeons & Dragons and there's nothing else out of the, like, the 90s RPG wars, because there's, like, a whole RPG wars that happened in the 90s. Everyone was making an RPG. Uh, every every IP that sold it all was being turned into Buffy the Vampire Slayer RPG. Every Anything that existed as an IP that was remotely popular, they tried to make it do an RPG to compete. So, so right before COVID, there was supposed to be um, a movie by A24 called The Green Knight. I don't know if you saw previews for I it. I saw a screenshot uh, just today uh, with the yeah, gentleman from... They- uh, Oh my God! Uh, Newsroom and and some dog millionaire and uh, I and I zomb- yeah, uh, Patel, I zombie right? I think too. Yeah, right. No, that's Raul Coley. No, uh, Dev Dev Patel. I think is the actor's okay, name. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And uh, I just microgressed plays... there. By the way, I, I do apologize. Go on. It's fine. Um. I mean, anyway, it's it's also an actor thing. Like, um, my, both my parents went to film school, and I'm just like, I I don't say King Theoden. I say Bernard Hill. Uh, anyway, uh, there's a t- you can go to A24's online store and buy an RPG module for uh, um, The Green Knight. This this horror movie, this fantasy horror movie that hasn't come out yet, has a tie-in RPG module. Mm-hmm. Because you, you were saying that anybody can, can make one. Yeah. I'm like, that's just the most bizarre thing. I mean, of course, because it's A24. People made The Witch, The Lighthouse... Um, I know Vince has it. You'd have to ask him if, uh, uh, like, how good it is. Uh, I, but I still think it's just the novelty of that is just simply like hysterical. It's well, because you're saying like everything's. Well, we've we've gone full circle now with with the Dungeons and Dragons has shifted into popular culture now. It's Batman. It's Batman now. Uh, Batman hasn't been nerd since the '80s. I'm sorry. Um, Batman was was. The minute the Burton flicks hit, 
heck, I'd, I'd posit the Adam West Batman series on television. Batman ceased to be niche nerdy. If you were, I, I remember there was this uh, SWAT team reality TV show, probably on like the History Channel or something like that, or TLC, like one of those. Or Spike. Spike, Spike you, yeah, you, you, yeah, you gotta go, gotta go lower. On yeah, the Spike, spectrum. okay, whatever it was, and like the one character's nickname was Batman because he always had zip ties on him, and he's a SWAT team member. And I'm just like, if cops are like talking about how Batman is like a like a nickname, I'm like this isn't like, like it's not like they're calling him Elminster, you know? Like that, this is come on, like Batman yeah. was mainstream for so long, and I'm not maligning that that's the difference between me and some other nerds who are like, ugh, gross, it's popular now that's not what I'm saying, I'm just saying that at some point Dungeons and Dragons became mainstream uh, I posit it's literally Critical Role, Stranger Things, 5th edition, like everything that's sunk in, that, you know uh, actors coming out as gamers is something that was like going on now, and I'm like, we all, we all Wish we could have a man. It's not. It's no longer a man cave. It's a man palace. Yeah. Just... Joe Magiano's. Um. What was that? It was like on Vanity Fair. Did like a tour of his man palace. Yeah. And it's like he has the uh, the polystyrene like what a workshop beholder dragon heads. Oh yeah. Um. What did you say the Dragonlance uh, artist drew his character, um, for him and it's framed on the wall. Yeah. Like like it's I. Joe, it's Joe Magiano. So it's like again, we all want that, and yeah. he's, he's okay with. That off to people, but but there's a time where 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 there were a bunch of tons and tons of actors were playing Dungeons and Dragons or other tabletop RPGs. Henry Cavill, being a Warhammer nerd, only was allowed to leak recently because of COVID. Otherwise, we'd have never known. Well, that's the other thing is that actors like him. If I'm not working, I'm not earning. So being forced to not work and be in my home for a year is mean. I guess I finally get to do my hobby other than just read the Warhammer books. I think when you saw Raul Coley from um, uh, the iZombie, he he had like a whole painting set up and he had uh, like a whole a Star Wars Empire army and he's a pretty good painter. Yeah. And he actually painted like a Reaper model on iZombie for like one of the episodes. Because you know. Uh, yeah, he's sitting there. Like how, yeah. Yeah, he's painting a Reaper model under like the magnifier, and it's like, yeah, he knows what he's doing. He's he's one of us. Uh, and and it's just like Ed Sheeran one year was like he was painting. Uh, he built five space marines and put it on his Instagram feed. Yeah, well, I, and, and I I think that again the the take isn't that this is a bad thing. By the way, no. um, this isn't a bad thing. But with when with in regards to tabletop RPGs, which has got me on this tangent, um, yeah. I have a horrible habit of referring to tabletop RPGs in a shorthand as Dungeons and Dragons. Because when I was growing up, if I told people I played RPGs, they had no idea what I meant. And so I had to say D&D so that they understood the way that you say, pass me a Kleenex versus pass me a tissue. Like, Dungeons and Dragons has become the Kleenex, the Band-Aid, the Coca-Cola of tabletop RPGs. It's, it's, It's just a specific thing you use to refer to, and that is the... I think that is the ultimate signifier of its ascension to mainstream. That yeah. if I tell you I was playing Rifts last weekend, or even Vampire of the Masquerade yesterday, uh, and by you I mean the general you, you're like, huh? If I say I was playing D&D, you know. And, and, and now RPG, because of how mainstream and how... I, I don't even say mainstream. Video games are the multi-billion, leaning on trillion dollar industry. It's the biggest entertainment industry in the world. 
the biggest, bigger than any any sports, bigger than FIFA, bigger than anything, bigger than Hollywood. It is crushing everything. If I say RPG now, just RPG, you think I mean Final Fantasy or or Witcher, Witcher or what? You don't even realize when I say RPG, I mean the purest original form, which was a a, a tabletop RPG. The one that all that there are, stuff is... There are no bugs in Cyberpunk Red. Yeah, and so now I have to, like... Oh, yeah, Cyberpunk Red. No bugs. There are... you. Your game will not crash unless your GM has a heart attack. Um, I guess. <laughs> but... That got dark. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. But, like... <laughs> like, the, the, to say RPG now, I can't even just say RPG. I have to say TTRPG... And then I still have to define, well, what's the TT mean to some people? But if I say Dungeons and Dragons, you fucking know what I mean now. Finally, and I, I'd like, so like, I, I'm secretly angry. That's my, that's the only reason I hate D&D right now. Is because it's like the only game that has that power. Where I'm like, I was playing that, and like, I've started to use D&D like, like, like Kleenex. I hate it so yeah. much. That's, that's my problem with D&D. Not that it's popular, that it's so popular and that everything else is so popular, I have to, like, specify using D&D as a shorthand. There you go. There's yeah. my Mephisto soapbox moment for the evening. Yeah. Total tangent. Drink your milk. There it was. Drinking game style. <laughs> yeah. Now now we, now we can uh, get on to the whole, I think, the main topic of the evening, which was uh, the creature design thing. Creature design. We were talking, yeah, because yeah, we were talking about squigs. And... Um, um, I recently watched an eight-hour, or listened to while I was either working or painting, an eight-hour retrospective of Morrowind, which is the Elder Scrolls I've not played, because if a game looks too ugly to me, I won't play it. Morrowind um, was very grainy, even for the time. Um, but I think it's a good example of when you create creatures, you can create anything you want. And um, the Huracan Windrunners, I believe is their full name. I They're not out yet. I'm sorry. I uh, don't have. To, I haven't memorized them yet, and disgusting. it could have looked you, like you haven't internalized something that only got leaked on accident. You yes, two days ago. Yeah, um, they could have looked looked like anything in the world. It could have looked like a guar, because now I know what a guar is, which is kind of like a bigger squig with like arms. Uh, you it could yeah, have, th that came up in in the in the in the yeah. I was like, there. it it could have looked like anything. Why it? I think this is a um wrong direction yes it doesn't look like a horse anymore you want more than just horses fine we want more than just unicorns dragons phoenixes and and ligers okay what do we do from here and still keep it thematically appropriate for high elves which is one with nature harmony um very much symmetrical order are you details. able to and this is the term vamp for a second because molly does uh, molly's been texting me that's why yeah. I, I haven't been distracted uh, in the bad way, um, Molly's been telling yeah. me she needs. Um, I, 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 yeah, I can, I can talk about. Um, I can just talk about elves to to yeah, uh, talk about, chat up. How yeah. did you get into elves, real quick? Like right. you're a OG oh, cool. high elf player, right? Yes, or I am. chat gang, you uh, got the chat open. Chat, it's an AMA stream now for Martin Orlando for the next like thirty seconds or whatever. I'll be right back. Yeah. That's also a All drinking right. game thing. I leave my guest on their own, so drink your milk again. <laughs> um. So I think I got into elves because, I mean, I saw Lord of the Rings when I was a little kid. Um, uh, and I was like, when they all get to, well, you know, the first time you see high elves on screen is at the, the plains of Gorgoroth. And you have Hugo weaving, just like covered in mud and like this the golden armor. 
and all these samurai looking guys with spears and just like going to town on them. And then they show where they live later on in this beautiful sort of like retirement home built into a valley, a hidden valley. And I was like, a lot of people I think get turned off by that. Cause it's like, this is, this is boring. This is, this is, um, uh, just, just not, not, not what I'm, not what, not what I want out of my favorite fantasy race. Um, sorry, now I'm looking at the chat. It's about where the armor, saddles, inspiration came from on the new models. Um, so I think that uh, high elves, at least how they're depicted in Warhammer, which is what I really appreciate, feels like it's. If you look at the original David Gallagher sketches, um, Google David Gallagher uh, Warhammer or David Gallagher high elves. David Gallagher was an artist, or at least still is, I'm not sure, was an artist for GW through the 2000s and did a lot of the concepts for them in terms of like the race designs, him and Jess Goodwin. Uh, you can see them in the teaser from January of last year, where they say point to elves, and it's an Illyrian Reaver, it's a Spearman, it's an Archer, it's a Swordmaster, and uh, those are all David Gallagher's sketches. Uh, and I believe in one of the earlier like Warhammer concepts where like you can even see it like scribbled on the art pages. It's a mixture of um, uh, Arthurian England, so kind of like Bretonia, but mixed with uh, Persia, pre pre Islam, sort of uh, Near East and Middle East, and uh, your sort of Pan Asia, but mostly like Japan. You get a lot of the samurai stuff, particularly in Illyrian Reavers, which kind of got like the most samurai in there. And you can still see that in the the Japanese style bow, which all of the um, Huracan guys, the new new uh, fast cav have, uh, and they decided with the Lumineth, I think, to kind of double down on the sort of uh, East Asia vibe, but away from Japan. I think we're starting to really understand that China has a robust art history worth drawing upon for our fantasy cultures, and you see that especially in the Lumineth. I think especially in the Wardens, like just the core spearmen where you get a lot of that um, Himalayan nations, Tibet, Nepal, um, where, where that, that, that mountain area where you separate uh, India and China, and then you get down into like your Thailand, uh, your, your Vietnam, if you look at a lot of the decorations, like on the, the, the horns for the um, a mountain spirit, um, like there's these, these clasps on like the tips of the horns and here, which I've seen um, on a few museum subjects. I could, I don't have my, my books with me, but it's like, that's distinctly like, um, Thai, uh, like medieval Thai looking sort of stuff. And I, I really appreciate that. Um, sorry, looking at the chat again. Uh, do you think we'll see return of the bolt thrower via Tyrion or Teclis? Um, if we do not see a bolt thrower on Saturday, uh, you are not getting a bolt thrower for two to three years. Uh, I think there's a possibility we could get a bolt thrower. I hope it's not on a 160 millimeter oval base. My figure case is already like crying out in agony because I want to try and fit my whole army into one case. Um, just looking at the chat again. Uh, yeah, I, I think Tyrion, uh, this is definitely Teclis's half of the army, as, we, as we've seen in the Lumineth Battle Tome. Uh, there are two hemispheres of Heish, because it's, it's like the, the symbol of, of Heish, like the wind of magic symbol. It's not a chaos star, as much as people like to see the irony there. 
uh, and we have the four nations, which are the moon. It's the sun and the moon, the, 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 the Teclian nations. So we're not getting a new nation on uh, Saturday. It's probably going to be, uh, there's going to be a change in allegiance abilities for one of the great nations, one of the four that we've seen that's not uh, Yometrica, because it's going to probably be one elementary temple or nation. And there's going to be two temples on the Teclian side, and there's going to be two temples, I guess now at this point, we know it's going to be Zenith and River on the Tyrionic side, the sun side. Uh, and my guess is that it's going to be Zytric. It would be weird because I'm used to playing the sub-faction that gets as uh, little love from Games Workshop as possible. They tend to pour as much love into the box art scheme as possible. Uh, uh, so yeah, uh, Tyrion, not coming up. Bothrower maybe um, chat again. I'm sorry, I can't see the chat here. I have to see it on my phone. Uh, what do I think best fits the, the air element? You mean... Like, this is wind, so we already saw the unit. It's going to be probably the, the Cloud Mage, the one unit, which is our fast cavalry on the uh, sprinting dinosaurs. And we're going to have the big Fox Spirit, which is probably going to be this big nebulous thing uh, that's going to be cool-ish, I guess. Um, eh? I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not sure how I feel about it. I mean, I'm, it's probably going to look like a cool model. Uh, I have been rapid-firing. I think I did not stop talking like one second amazing since you left amazing yeah i'm sorry Mo molly's uh been on a nebulizer yeah. uh her asthma i got you real real bad and she needed help troubleshooting it so. yeah um so anyways coach it's it's called wind uh the the um the temples go in a pyramid like the further up the ladder you go the higher towards ascended power you get and theoretically like in stargate if you reach the top you ascend and you probably forego your corporeal body and become pure energy or something uh which is why i think um so games workshop engages in i think a type of top-down design where they either they start with the battle line like a core troop or the character and then they sprout down and like um, elements of the design of those core pieces are then spread around and then built into weird ways so like tech um from techless and the the um the mountain spirit are like pyramids of their own that trickle down into the the the, the normal units so the dang the main dangler of the of the launch range is the light of altharion now i think a lot of the vibe that lumineth give off is that of a fantasy eldar eldar now i don't know all of their lore but they have a main unit called Wraithguard, which are these egghead robots, which I believe are powered by the ghosts of dead elves. Bound uh, in hell! That's metal. Mechs powered, okay. mechs powered by ghosts? Yeah. Yeah, ghosts of, of, of elves. And Eltharian is a ghost in an empty suit of armor, like Wraithguard. And I lamented that, okay, that must mean that they designed a unit to, um, like basically fit his style and we didn't get that so it's really on his own just like being his own thing but i think if we get one unit per temple which is i think what we're is going to end up happening like i don't think we're getting a lot more we've seen like about 40 percent if not half of what they're showing off for lumina in these two leaked images uh i think for the zenith as we as you get higher up in the temple you get uh, more energy, big brain, 
And so I think the Zenith, they have shed their corporeal existence altogether. And so they are still alive. They are still the spirits of their former selves, but they fight in these empty suits of armor. And so you can have a unit, if it's not a skirmisher, it's like three in a box, and it's just these these big uh, suits of empty armor powered by ascended elves. I think that's, there's your angel elves. Vince wanted angel elves, your Heish angels. There's your angels. It's just they're not people inside. It's just suits of armor. Mm. Oh, cool. Be- because uh, because design-wise, he, he doesn't have any sort of companion. He's truly, like, even for... The characters tend to get their own thing, but they're, like, even in OBR, there's no one character in your army which is so utterly removed from the other design cues that OBR have. No, not really. Like it's it's a very like, it's a very visually cohesive army. Yeah. Like, um, yeah. Like um Vakbordian um has he's he's wearing a coffin, right? That's the big turtle thing like on his back. Yeah, Vakbordian, you have the Soul Mason, you have uh, what's the guy in the chair? Uh that's the uh Soul Mason is the guy in the chair. Okay. So- then who's the guy building the... Uh, shaper. That's a bone shaper. Cool. Bone shaper, and then you have the scythe guy. I think the scythe guy maybe counts, but even then, he's 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 only a little bit removed, like, on his own to make it feel unique. That's about it. No, um, no, he's he's pretty much... He's rocking the same armor. He's... Yeah. Got a little, his head's a little... Like, he's got, like... It's made, it's made out of two, like, shark jaw bones, which is cool. Yeah, it's super awesome. No, I think this is one of the cool... One of the more underrated sculpts in the range he's actually like held aloft he's he's literally floating which is something you don't realize his cape oh yes is the attached point so he's like he's like levitating forth it's yeah that's the one thing i dislike about the light of altharian model uh they sculpt wheatgrass they're sculpting more of bases now because you can do that in zcad yeah and so there's all of these wheatgrass bits and part of altharian is suspended by his cape against some wheatgrass what i don't like about altharian is the fact that we're not calling out that he reminds me of malik from legacy of cain blood omen nearly enough to tie i don't know what that is uh malik is an animated suit of armor he fails to protect the like the high council in the game and so he is okay. punished by being stripped of his flesh to be an animated suit of armor to like only yeah. be capable of guarding now. He is only armor now going forward, and it's super. Gotcha. Um, so, do you have the cre- the the creature threat open? Uh, I've got the one with uh with a uh, spider king. Okay. Uh, response is that what you're talking about with the creature threat? Yeah, because I uh, while you were gone, I talked about how I summarized like basically our last show where. Um, you can see the original concept sketches for what high elves were, because like from sit from like they were really redesigned from like fifth to sixth to seventh edition fantasy by an artist by the name of David Gallagher, and a lot of the inspirations, the historical influences for them are written on the concept art, which you can find online. And I said we switched to like we we kind of switched regions for the the low fantasy stuff of the army. Um, the historical and art history influences shifted geography a little bit. And I thought that was a good, it was a good call. It was a good use of, of, um, of those influences. But now we've gotten to a point where I think the major stickler is not the big silly hats. They've always had big silly hats. They just look different now. It's that they're writing uh, weird creatures that don't, that aren't normally associated with uh, Tolkien-esque high elves. Well, and that's and that's the thing is is and and this is something I, I have said before, 
Um, I don't care how many elf sculpts there are. A lot, the Tolkien high elf, Tolkien elves, for so many people is fantasy to them. That's we we talked about like Game of the Thrones, like and and a whole sort of genre of fantasy holding up on the fact that they've just jettisoned elves from it. Can I swear? Because I, I want to say a good line from Lindsay Anna's hot fantasy that fox. Because <laughs> that was a transition in a few of the, the I think in her Game of Thrones video. Like, and it's like, yeah, so Yeah, hot yeah, fan- hot fantasy that fox. Yeah, there was like man, there's like an honest trailer or something like that that did that, right? Or or a... mm-hmm. No no when she when she did her own Game of Thrones retrospective and like the thumbnail L- was Dragon Lindsay, Lady Bat. L- Lindsay Ellis, yeah. Lindsay Ellis uh, yes. fantastic, yeah. fantastic YouTuber. Uh, I don't know her. She's never addressed me personally and uh, never will because she's a she is in the, like the stratosphere of like great content creators of YouTube. Uh, Lindsay Ellis is a breakdown of of Lord of, uh, of not Lord of the Rings of, of Game Hobbit. of Thrones. It, was it Hobbit? Well, and and Hobbit. And oh, Game the Hobbit, where she actually goes to New Zealand um, yeah. because she's trying to like sort of figure out the disconnect in her emotions. Like, yes. Really great stuff. Really great stuff. Also, she does the Death yeah. of the Author series, which is pretty great, and stuff that I yeah. talk about a lot. It's like anyway. we went to the same. We had the same school of thought initially, but she's just, like, amazing, and I am not. So go watch her instead, and just imagine that those are things I would want the, to talk the, about. The first step towards improvement is wanting to. Yeah, I suppose. Uh, I just want to catch up on some stuff here from Chat Gang real quick, because I know that you glossed over uh, the LOL stuff. I don't I don't play LOL anymore. League of Legends? Yeah, but if I did, I would be I tried playing. it twice, and then I noticed it didn't have a story, and then I turned it off, and I'm like, no thanks. Shamefully, it does have a great story. It's just not in the game. Like, it's like Overwatch. And... Overwatch has a really robust story. It's just not in the fucking game. Like... Yeah. I don't I don't like the design aesthetic of, of the, um, what do you call champion-based fighter games? Dota. Or is uh, that MOBAs. the term? MOBAs. Yeah, MOBAs, where every every champion is such a unique, like, very superhero style of design. Mm. I feel like your world has no cohesion, and it's more almost like Warhammer, but, like, hyper-stylized, where it's like, um, you want different champions to appeal to people both visually and gameplay-wise. And I just, I just, I don't, I don't buy into worlds built on that aesthetic of marketability. Interesting, because that's literally all of anime, is like, how cool is this character and what do they do? Oh, I know that. And <laughs> I, like, that's all of anime. I know that. My guilty pleasure was Bleach. Um, See, and... Bleach is a, is the MOBA of of. Yeah, anime. I hate. I I got I, I got through like I like a few books and like I eventually like two hundred episodes and I'm like, what did I do with my brain? Kubo like, tight. This... <laughs> like <laughs> Kubo. Um, yeah. And um, the only other one I liked was Battle Angel Alita. Which is which is just one of the OG ones, though. One of the OG. That's it. Um, I I have I have never really like I love the art style, like especially the Ghibli stuff. Old uh, um, old Vampire Hunter D manga. I had forgotten how great that art was. Um, but we were talking. Usually, most of it turned me on. Yeah, we, we creatures stuff. AOS creatures. Uh, sorry, sorry, uh, sorry, sorry. Um, uh, Indigo Girl says the game is a disease. League of Legends is a disease. Uh, uns- uh, uh, sorry, I've uninstalled uh, World of Warcraft countless times. I actually uh, called up Blizzard, called them physically on the phone, and had them lock my account, which is why 
I haven't been playing it. Although, I found out that whilst making my BlizzNet account to play, like, Overwatch and Diablo and stuff, they unlocked my wor my World of Warcraft account anyway. So, like, thanks, Blizzard. Um, I have never played a single instance of WoW. I have not. MMOs are not what I find entertaining. I don't. Yeah. No, I, I don't know. It's... it's... It's it's depends it's it's a different social experience. Like if I uh, Warhammer is all I need for a social experience. Like I'd rather have the in person thing. Um, I mean, when Halo was popular, I'm sort of like hey, when my friends enjoyed Halo, we would play cooperatively. Um, that's it. That is the extent of my online play. Hmm. I'm I'm a very different nerd from I think a lot of the nerds that have uh, been into Warhammer for a long time. Yeah. I, apparently, you gave people a history lesson on armor too while I was gone. I, um, I gave people an art history lesson on on my my interpretation of the evolution of high elves and how they're depicted by Games Workshop. Right on. Did you mention the swirlies, like all in the like the the filigree, like essentially like all throughout? Oh uh, yeah. So, so um, you can tell when they're elementary temple units when they have that sort of cloud pattern, which is almost like um, the etching in. Um, uh, like fine china like it's a, very much like a cloud pattern and um what's the type of art where you break pottery and then put it back together with gold leaf i know what you're talking about but i don't know the name yeah uh chat google that yeah and uh someone will tell us it's a specific type of art and and like you, you break pottery you put it back together with gold so like literal yeah. solid gold is just filling in the imperfections and everything. Yeah, that's what it felt felt like to me. Um, and I mean, it's a pain because I have to edge highlight all that, uh, and I can't wait for. Oh, there we go. Uh, and Nitsugi or Kintsugi, I can't pronounce the Japanese word, but yeah, that's it's that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's and, that's awesome. Um, yeah. That's and, that's what it reminds me of. Indigo Girls also telling. Uh, saying gotta watch Cowboy Bebop. Yes, everyone should watch with the a robot corgi. Everyone should watch the greatest anime ever made. I so uh, I've shared the story before, but you treat every episode of Rantcast like it's someone's first episode. My name is the Magical Mister Mephisto. That that is my name. This is left over from a club in college some eighteen years ago called OA Otaku Anonymous. Uh, it was anonymous, so you didn't know. The real name of the humans. If you went to when the first meeting, you had no name. You were just a rando plebe. If you went back, you got a OA name. Uh, I wanted to be Mephisto because I played a ton of Diablo 2. There was an anime character in Demon City Shinjuku named Mephisto. And there was a Commodore 64 game called Mr. Mephisto. Um, so I wanted to be Mephisto. And my friend sitting there was like, Mephisto is too cool. You have to be the magical Mr. Mephisto because it sounds like a magical bunny rabbit. That is technically my entire OA nickname. That whole sentence. But then yeah. you get to shorten it to just Mephisto. Um, and at the time, you're asked, like, well, what's your favorite anime? I said Cowboy Bebop. They told me I couldn't say that was my favorite anime because it was too good. That's the kind of <laughs> club OA was. And it's been, like, 20 years now and there's been, like, a billion bajillion animes that have come out there's crunchy roll so you don't just like get anime by like getting vhs tapes sent to you from some weird online club or some call-in number that's how that, that yeah you, but that's how it started but that is how it's that's how i started calling a number yeah. and like getting anime shipped to me or like 
or like knowing some some college kids somewhere where I got a recorded VHS tape that they failed. That was the benefit dubbed. of conventions. You could go watch the VHS tapes without having them delivered to you. They could you could just go watch them until like four a.m. Yeah, yeah. I, my first con jobs was uh, was the video game or was the uh, uh, anime room security for like fan subs and fan dubs. In uh, yep. So like, except in by the time I got to college, it wasn't VHS anymore. It was Divix CDRs. Yeah. So you had like a spool of burned anime that was not technically illegal because it's not licensed in America, and then it's got to be fan subbed or fan dubbed, and like the 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 rooms that were always popping off the most were like the fan dubs of like crazy like eighties early nineties anime that you just like oh, so bad. I've seen some really yeah. terrible things. I'm like, sure. Like the Lucky Gun. I will never forget Lucky Gun. There's a Abimaru, Abimaru, something like that. There's an anime where like this whole thing is like a cat with a magical. Do we really do, do we really want to give these these probably long dead travesties more oxygen? It has a magical TV in its tummy that summons whatever its kid best friend can imagine, and there is a literal huh. episode where it imagines a gun into its stomach. And you pl- and there are five lucky bullets and one unlucky bullet, and so he goes around for a whole episode convincing people to shoot themselves because he doesn't want to get the one unlucky bullet, and naturally everybody keeps getting a lucky bullet and their whole lives are great, and it's an anime with a kid with a gun convincing people to shoot themselves. That's uh no thanks. Like when you talk about weebs. That's yeah, that's just the darkest Teletubbies timeline. <laughs> uh the 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 point is is Cowboy Bebop is the greatest anime of all time. Yes, because it, because that is an Android Corgi. It's not an Android co- Corgi, it's a data dog. Okay. How's that different? It, cuz it's just a super smart dog. It's not okay. a robot dog. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. All right. All right. Now we're ready to do the creature. I am, I am not I am not a good guest when it comes to anime. <laughs> this is what makes it better because I'm not a good anime host. Yeah. This is not an anime channel. We came here to talk about high elves and art history. Right. And occasionally vampires. Right. Right. Yeah. All right. So we we had a discussion uh, uh, the other day as as we were disseminating the understanding that high elves, um, five high elves with longbows are riding into battle on sprinting. Um, they are not marsupials, despite Games Workshop's marketing. Uh, and I will leave it to others to discuss um, how frustrating Games Workshop's marketing can be sometimes. Uh, in that. We all thought they were kangaroos. They look like kangaroos. They're shaped like kangaroos. They're colored like kangaroos. They're not kangaroos. Well, uh, and, and and they even did the video of like uh, of. Well, they shot that in an hour. Uh, and AOS uh, coach dubbed, as I understand, AOS coach actually was the voice of the the Australian, like because there's like the 
some Brit dude, and then he's like, oh, I think they'd sound like this. And I, my understanding is that AOS coach actually sent them a tape of him speaking in native Australian for them to dub in in that segment. I, I just, I just, I don't, I would like to tread a very fine line here, and that the person who was pretending to be an Australian is a very dear friend of mine. Um, but I want to try and keep that separate from what he does for the company. And even though they shot that in an hour to stem the bleeding on some pretty bad leaks, that was kind of a silly, dumb video. I liked um, it. I liked it. I'm just, I'm just, I busted yeah. Coach's chops. That's why I'm just going to keep, because he says yeah. uh, in it, he says hi-ish. The, the, your, your, well, name, can you yeah. name the human? Because I don't want to just be like the human on the left side. Of well, the there, there's, there, there's Nick and Peachy. They've, they've named themselves before. Yeah. It's like. There's pictures of me at Warhammer Worlds playing Nick. And, yeah, and so, he's, so, he's a cool so yeah. Nick's the one who does the Australian accent? Yes. Okay, because he goes high-ish. And then, like, when I did uh, when I did the vampire video at the beginning of the week, I, I said, like, it sounded like Coach. And, and then I made yeah. up this whole, like, headcanon where Coach actually recorded the, that that audio for them in a pinch yeah. so that they could get an authentic accent. Because I've heard Coach say high-ish. It's H Y S H. Where's the extra syllable come from? It's, yeah, it's just um, something that exists in the upside down, I guess. Yeah. Did they? How did they shoot it in an hour? How the hell did they do that with the COVID protocols? They're never in the same shot. Yeah, it's true. They shoot. Yeah, they're in the same room, but they're not in the same shot. They were in the room by themselves each time. Uh, it's, well. it's it's a miracle what you can do with film if you and if you don't notice it if you if you not really hey. like. Yeah. My tinfoil hat has just been confirmed. AOS Coach dropped a thousand RDP to remind everyone that Chat Gang ain't nothing to fuck with. AOS Coach, of course, being part of Chat Gang, because we are all Chat Gang, if you watch Rankcast. And then he redeemed yeah. 100 to remind, to uh, uh, to highlight his message and say confirmed. So he did do the audio takes for Very the, well. Uh, because they went for yeah. authenticity in the video. It might have only been recorded in, in an hour, but they wanted an authentic yeah. Australian accent. And you gotta go yeah. to you gotta go to the biggest name in the biz biz. Absolutely, they 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 did their leak department video from last year and said we need to up the budget. Um, we 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 need to bring in um our our, our chief Australian expert and none better than Mr. Macro himself. <laughs> right, this is what happened. This is canon. Yes, you cannot you cannot tell me otherwise. This is real. <laughs> uh-huh. so, you you so, gotta get so. the you gotta get the authentic accent. This is all I'm saying. Yes. Yeah. All right, um, continue. So yeah, uh, they... well, yeah, we, we we have this video where it's like they 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 and then they put up this whole thing where we see our vampire, we see um the the hurricane, Milady, the vampire, yeah. yes. <laughs> um, and we uh, dude, get... androgyny rocks too. Go on. And and uh yeah, Lord Regent, and so we get this reaction where it's like we're we're not only the those who were hoping for the the sort of the the cowmen or the yakmen to be an isolated part of the army, uh, that that dream was dashed utterly upon the rocks, and it is it is Smoke now its ruin upon the rocks. Yes. Uh, so it's 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 creatures galore, but the question is, uh, is this bad? Uh, what or I I, for, I forget what was the true question because it's like I my critique is it looks too much like things we know. It could have looked like anything. 
it could have been like a wholly new thing. Mm-hmm. Like, and I and I use Morrowind as a, as an example because Morrowind is something when I I think of like truly like out there creatures. If we want to use Warhammer as an example, Stormcast, the best creatures they have are the ones that don't look like just well, like Avatar. the Dra- Dracoline are. Dracods and Dracolines, Godzilla ponies and your gorilla tigers. It's it's or the, the I, ev- then, what they, the evocators are riding are like the, the Dracolines. Yeah, those are the, yeah. I, I call them Dracolines, but yeah, the Dracolines. That's my favorite one in in the whole range. Yeah, like it's so and, and it looks and like beyond. It's like a it's like a quadrupedal panthro from the Thundercats. It's so awesome. Like I don't even. Like, it is more than just a combination of animals. The Lord Regent is a jaguar with the head of an antelope. Uh, our dinosaur kangaroo things look like they're just like kangaroos with like sort of dinosaur features. They look, I, in my critique, is they look too similar to things we know, especially with how they're painted. Well, uh, which is why people they were kangaroos. If if and 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 I just imagine a different reality where they're not painted natural colors. What the read what would have been on them, because I think if you go back, you, you talk about the the Draco line. If you paint them like tiger colors, people will see them as tigers and pumas. And yeah, stuff. I painted mine like tiger colors. Yeah, it like if if that initial teaser of them hadn't been in like the weird the blue and the with the underbelly and stuff like that, if it had been in orange and black stripes, people would have appropriated yeah. tiger to them instead. But your first read of them got to be unnatural via the coloration. So I, yes. I get what you're saying. Where like you don't think they went far enough and they, they could have done anything and they didn't do enough. I think their greatest mistake was painting them natural colors. If they yeah, had painted they could have them, been like cream and white, like some of the um, off color uh, grift chargers, or were for like the vanguard chambers. Or if you paint these, if you paint these with tiger stripes. Now imagine if they're like orange and. Stuff like that, like what your brain would do, how it would like short circuit, and you would be trying to see the Parasaurolophus or the the Tauntaun from freaking, uh, you know, Star from Wars. Star Wars. But then you're looking at tiger stripes, and your brain would just short circuit a little bit, and you'd be forced to like hammer the gaps between the dissonance between like this. I want to see humans want to see patterns. We we need to. It's how our yes. brains are wired. We seek patterns of familiarity you actually suck at seeing human faces by the way did you know that dear human you don't see yes. human faces you essentially pre-render them based on like what you understand a human face to be because there's too many details in a human face to see in real time your brain doesn't want to use the capacity on rendering every human feature um we do this with everything the minute these were painted whoever in the pipeline was like these should be kangaroo colors. Yeah, the heavy metal and army painters. Yeah, whatever. I like, and I'm not, yeah. I'm not harshing on them. The minute they no, did it's, that, it's mostly color theory. The reasoning why, because the Metrica has that that off white with the rose gold, and and the uh, now orange, you need yeah, the orange because you got the blue. Yeah, your warm colors and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. but again, you could have gone like more, more warm, more orange, more tight. Go tiger stripe. You you could. The minute right. they made that choice. This was doomed to mess with people's perception of the army. It was just, yeah. or that unit at least. That you, right? That unit. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, and and so I'm not sure what I'm going to do with them just yet because my my armor uh, on the elves is a is a crimson like that that 
that very cold purple, almost uh, red, red-ish, um, like you've seen on Vince's uh, Chaos Warriors, which is where I got my, my color scheme from for the armor. Um, uh, I'm uh, thinking of... A, go ahead. What are you thinking of? Uh, so it's like maybe a snow, like a, a snow leopard sort of white. Um, first of all, it depends on if they're going to be in my army or not. I have to see the rules. I want to I want to write some lists. Um, We're okay. Um, uh, I'm not the great painter you are, but I have the understanding you have because I have a art creative mind. My thought went silver and white with them, so I like that you went snow leopard because like I would go. Yeah. Un, I want unnatural colors sometimes. Like I painted my Mortec guard armor. I'm like. Screw military realism. I went like their armor's purple, <laughs> like the hardest color to actually get into metal. Uh, but I'm yes. like, because they have wiz- ameth- death magic is amethyst. Yeah, and like you can just like add pigment to grave sand or whatever the fuck. Yeah, whatever. Uh, I'm like, it's made up. It's magic. I don't have to like yeah. make sense. I I will explain um on another time or maybe in my video I'll explain the whole lore thing for for coloration and whatnot. But that's a Subject for for another time, explaining why your army is colored a certain way, because um, I, I, there's already a fallacy in this game that you have to like you have to you have to wave your hand over because of colored armor. Colored armor is just not a thing that's done in history, um, and if you decided to try and stick to that, every army would have just metal armor, um, and that's not only boring from a from a toy like a gaming toy perspective yeah like it's we want to see hard varied, everything apart we want to see varied right. stuff but yeah go on continue yeah yeah um so it's 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 we we just let go of that and say okay they have blue armor they have red armor they have purple armor they have green armor it doesn't matter um how is their armor green or purple or whatever is it painted do they have access to paint if you think about this too hard it ruins the magic um so I, 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 I think I, I wanted to understand a little bit more where you stand on this with the, the like, are you happy with how, like, using these creatures that, that are, like, almost alike things we know in our real world? Like, uh, the Lord Regent's a better example, because you can clearly see it's almost like Avatar The Last Airbender. There's already a lot of Avatar The Last Airbender vibes in terms of, I think, the inspiration that's for stuff a, in this that's book. That's not even a bad thing. It's yeah, I'm, I'm, right. one of the best um, cartoons ever. But a lot of the creature design, because the creatures are generally, I want to, I don't want to say an afterthought, but how they're implemented, it's just like, with the exception of like the key animals, like your sky bison, or like the, the, the creatures which teach the elemental magic to humans, Everything else is just a hybrid. Your platypus bear, uh, your uh, uh, god, what's Momo like a monkey lemur or whatever it was called. But they're always like it's a hyphen thing. Uh, like platypus bear is probably just the best example. Uh, it's the two animals just combined together. The Lord Regent is a, a jaguar or or like a, a they're all plains creatures because we're we're seeing from the early lore of the snippets in the Luminous Battle Tome. Like the desert with the the, the 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 these creatures are of the desert and of the great plains, whether rather if they're in Asia or Africa, this is like a cougar or a jaguar um, mixed with the head of an antelope, with a little bit of like cow stuff in there because the horns are not quite like an antelope's horns. Uh, 
Please don't are you okay? Am I okay? Go yeah. on, finish your. No, no, I'm, 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 I'm just hammering home the question. Are you okay with these just being hybrids? I, I like your point, like because we had this long discussion with Yumi, Paul, and like some other intersecting opinions, right? Yeah. The the opinion you said were like it doesn't go far enough because it could have been anything to 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 reiterate. Yeah. It could have been like a squig, like a, a a squig. As regardless of how silly a squig is, there's nothing like a squig in nature. And if you don't want high elves riding creatures like those that we can associate in nature, which is weird, like but they have horses. Um, this the 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 dinosaur riders or the huracan are replacing a unit which was riding horses. This is where I like Paul's take, though. Okay. Because the the horse-centric thing is a very our reality of winners selecting things through history to reflect our history and to be... Yeah. Like, in the mortal realms, there is... There are possibilities of whatever crazy stuff. So I don't like... One, I don't like the it should be horses take. Like, you got your horses. You got your Dawn Riders. They're pretty cool. Like, come on now. Now I want the crazy stuff. And so, like, I feel like I'm caught between two worlds because I agree with you in that it could have gone crazier. But then I also dislike the, like, well, why isn't it just horses? Like, no. Because they're not going to ride just horses. They're in an infinite possibilities realm where whatever indigenous species is there and they're going to like take the thing that's local and going on and so on and so forth. I think the big crux of it all is that to be elves and to read as elves, we have to acknowledge that they connect to nature as we understand it. Mm -hmm. And so they picked very, our history, natural, nature elements and then they made them a little weird yeah and i think that's that's what they did because they didn't want to go they didn't want to go too far because like white lions right gigantic lions and you know like you have a yeah, the lion the infamous lion chariot yeah which is possibly one of the most ridiculous i hate this like it was one of the most ridiculous things i think in the army it the, was, the idea that two, yeah, but it's cool, you know, real yeah. cool, man. Yeah, and and oh, then, yeah. and and I think that that became. I like the lion chariot, but it's ridiculous. But that I think that became. I think that hamstrung the possibilities of elves because elves, like even we even moved away from dragons. It's phoenixes and lions. I I spent a year asking this question to elf players to put together a series of episode episodes. And I grabbed you and I grabbed Bryce and uh, because I think you had a really good point about like being traditionally elven players. I even had Tom on with uh, Chuck Moore for an elf episode episode. Yes. And I think that mm-hmm. one's really great. Cause you get his perspective on um, like Tom has to kind of play a caricature, like a caricature of himself on Warhammer weekly but he does a really good job of not like poo-pooing people the whole time. Like I'm in a I'm in a like a chat with him and Vince because oh, I'm I'm well aware. Yeah. Like he he shows a great deal of restraint. He's very clear about how like it's not for me. I'm not cheating on you. 
But, like, then when it's time to, like, go live, he has to be Tom on the Vince and Tom show. And, and that people think his people find it entertaining. Right. And, and, and this, this, this undermines the nuance of what he truly believes about stuff. Him and I are currently talking in a vampire thread on Facebook, which I never do, but someone was so wrong with their take. I had to say something. Um, and yeah. like him and I, where he like actually does want the vampires, and I'm like, actually, I'm cool with the high Gothic. And like, so we don't, we, we we both want different things from the vampire army, but we both agree that this person is wrong. <laughs> you know, like yeah, like he's not. Anyway, anyway, I I, I digress. Yeah. Um. So there's there's a there's a comment from Wasurin. Uh, Tolkien elves do not always equal nature. Um. A little bit just of a quick art history thing. Um. Our perception of elves, um, and how they are designed goes beyond the Peter Jackson Lord of the Rings movies, but not by much. Um, he was inspired. Uh, you're you're going to talk about like essentially like folk yeah. Irish folklore and Celtic folklore. No, um, Al, oh, Alan Lee and John Howe, which okay. were the two concept. Um, they were either commissioned by the Tolkien estate or they they they, they did a lot of calendars, um, art books and and stuff like that. You can buy their sketchbooks. Um, and Peter Jackson, like um, I, the uh, uh, there's like a. It was they even did stuff for like Ralph Bakshi, I think. And Peter Jackson was like, I like this this artwork so much. We've been we've been borrowing from it from pre-production so much. Let's just hire them. And they created what we understand Hobbiton to be. Um, some of the stuff that they did, like um, they only did this much of Isengard, but then they did the rest of the tower and that became a model and, and stuff like that. So our concept and understanding of what like traditional high and wood elves look like. Um, are probably thanks to those two artists. And that goes much beyond, like, yes, it's for Lord of the Rings, but you can look up what art for Lord of the Rings looked like prior to the movies. It is a thing that um, uh, some, uh, I was watching, I was listening to a review of Lord of the Rings by, by a, a fantasy novelist YouTuber. It's like you can, it's, it's an interesting dive to ju just try and understand the style the perceived sort of um, aesthetic that Lord of the Rings has before Peter Jackson came in and did a tremendous job. But um, he did such a good job, it changed our perspective and expectations for certain design styles forever. Uh, and I don't think we'll ever really get away from that. It's not a bad thing, but it is... Um, unnecessary to understand. Well, it's, it's like and, it's like Geiger or Geiger with yes, or the with, aliens, right? With xenomorphs, right? Like yeah, this is or um, Sid Meier uh, for anything cyberpunk. Yeah, yeah, because he he was one of the guys who who did the original concept art for all the Blade Runner stuff. Yeah, and that that trope creation there. Yeah, uh, yeah, that what we know is like essentially like like retro retro future like yes that whole aesthetic is mm -hmm. yeah 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 no um, i mean i mean this is i mean this this ties into the, some of the cyberpunk shit i've been talking about too is is when when do we care too much about the aesthetic element of the thing versus yeah. the sort of philosophical element of the thing i think yeah. a, a, aesthetics are easier to embrace takes a lot less 
it takes a lot less thought to be like that looks like the thing I like. I want more. Oh of yeah, that. yeah. If you say what you want about Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven, they they recreated the Crushed. the 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 setting. Crushed. Yeah, they they created the they created the setting of Night City to a T. Crushed. In, and like even added a little bit of our modern touches, but just a little bit, like smartphones and stuff like that. No, I I um, was there. There's I was playing. Um, uh, there's a, a mission where like I have to go swap out a. a I got to go hack a shrine, like a, a literal like Shinto. Yeah, Buddhist. Shinto shrine. Yeah, yeah. I, I had to go hack a shrine, which is like, I see you, cyberpunk game. Uh, so I have to go like hack a shrine, and like I I like went total stealth mode to get the bonus XP. Like drop in, nobody saw me. Hack the shrine, get out, and I had this moment where I'm standing up on the building rooftop, and it's the classic like clay sort of layered shingle like. Japanese aesthetic Shinto shrine, and I'm staring at Night City with these the, these crazy geometric shaped skyscrapers and lights, and there's a highway divided in between, and a little couple little like little plant life near me, and I'm like, this is gorgeous. If this was like mm-hmm. rendered and shot in cinema, or it existed in reality, and you had a camera to capture this moment, I'm like. This is beautiful. This is this is it. This is like peak experience of this game. I have a lot of gripes about it, but the visuals oh, are yeah, not one too. of them. The visuals and the aesthetic is not one of my gripes. And and to walk this back a little bit more toward toward Age of Sigmar, it's like it's 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 like when you go into a game like Cyberpunk, you're expecting one thing. Right, I am only expecting my retro future, you know, steeped in some like weird '80s xenophobia for Japan, because uh, we in the '80s we thought Japan was the future and they were going to take over everything. So it's new yen currency and yada yada yada. Yeah, there's a disturbing xenophobia to cyberpunk, your beloved genre, which is why I have like problems with the game now in like 2020. Uh, slash 2021, where I'm like, oh yeah, we still think Japan's the bad guys, and every Japanese character except for one has been a bad guy, and then there's the Japanese caricature anime fan that I have to save, and I'm just like, whoo, your politics are cringe, but your aesthetics are great. Um, yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's not my game. I got into it because I was like, oh, I can play Blade Runner the game, and I did not get that, so... Um, no, no, I'm just saying, like, when you go into cyberpunk, I, I, I right. went into politics, I'm sorry, everybody. I, I'm sorry to bring politics into video games and politics into gaming, because, you know, they're not there already. Uh, <laughs> we did that, we did that two episodes ago with, hey, well, it's fine. No, um, but, but when you're, when you're looking at Age of Sigmar, you're not just coming here for one aesthetic. And I, yeah. And, and that is. Half, half of the magic is what people do with the model kits. It's such a it's it's such a challenge. It's it's such you'd be, a su- you'd be surprised how many people um, are sold on Lumineth based on my Instagram feed. I don't want to brag, um, but it is something that has happened, and it's not and it's not unique to me. It's um, if you think of what what Vince does for his Slanesh, what Oscar Lars has done with uh, Stormcast and his Maggotkin of Nurgle, um, and it doesn't have to just be the good famous painters. It can be just you seeing someone else's board 
at a tournament and being like, I really appreciate what you did with that army. Well, and that has given me ideas well, for when I get home and start working on stuff. Well, well two things here. The, the first thing, Kicker is already selling people vampires in the future. He, his, I, I, I shared, he, he put the, the IDK boat back together, green stuffed all the planks. I sent you photos of that in, in, in our conversation yeah. prior to yes. that. Like, he's already selling vampires to somebody down the line. Because maybe the vampires come out and they're like, they're not piratical enough, but they're going to see his his vampire work that he's been putting in this whole time and I'm like and they're going to be inspired and and I even think about like Haywo's story of you before you were Martin Orlando to me yeah I wanted I wanted to give my side of that as soon as as soon as you're done this tangent cuz uh, I thought that was fun but yeah you were saying like Haywo was talking about well, me as Stormcast man yeah like you're a good painter Stormcast man and yada 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 but like but his big take is always like the way to know if you want to get into Age of Sigmar or not is to go physically somewhere and watch people play Age of Sigmar. I yeah. I am a I'm a 21st century century digital boy, like uh like like Bad Religion would sing it. Um, I am a I love technology. I, I fully embrace technology. I'm a I'm a curmudgeon in a couple ways, which is like books is like one of my big shticks. I just like can't get on board with reading PDFs and. I it's me thing. It's not the technology thing. But for the you're most al- part, you're allowed to have your own quirks. Yeah, but for the most part, like I fully embrace technology. I don't like MMOs. That's my quirk. TTS <laughs> sure. is is another is another one where I'm like I love this this tool this technology. You can play with your friend from Australia from here right now in real time. You can play a game of Age of Sigmar with this human in the in the future, and that's beautiful. I love that about technology. But then I just have these little quirks. And 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 Haywo's take about if you're not sure, dear internet human, dear chat gang, if you've just been consuming all the like new YouTube feeds and all the and all the links to a Spotify or whatever, and you're just listening to podcasts, and you're you're like, do I buy into Age of Sigmar? Do I? Uh, no, no, no. The only way to truly know, and I understand that this is kind of crummy considering we're still living through a pandemic. It, you gotta go and look at war. You gotta go see Warhammer live. You got Age of Sigmar. You just you need to physically be in a room because you're gonna walk up to to a Mike Butcher table where he's got all of his ogres converted, old school, like gutbusters. Not even the the yeah. the new with this this awesome like sort of Chinese Chianku like style aesthetic and like. Like you're like it's Kung Fu Panda, it's ogres, it's dragon. It's just, extra, just everything. There's just, always like that extra, like just his own taste. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna see the person who has the Nurgle army that is pure Tim Burton, like oogie boogie guos and pumpkin patches everywhere. There, and you're gonna see the possibilities. Cause for me, and this this ties back into our main subject. For me, Age of Sigmar is about possibility. For me, mm-hmm. that is something that 40K doesn't have. As much as as they can have some really great looking like stuff, and as cool as the overall premise is, because the premise is super sweet. But like, and 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 something that the old world will never have because the old world just feels stuffy and contained in a box because it's got to be like. Weird Europe. people who are waiting for the old world I, that I know personally, 
I am not using this to paint a brush for the Phantom. I will not do that. But the people who are in my immediate circle, who are all um, ride hard, die hards for fantasy exclusively, who um, say I have less than 100% brain capacity for enjoying a game with a priority role, let alone something that killed, you know, fantasy. They want to live someplace where they're comfortable without change. And that is not what Age of Sigmar is. Right. The Huracan unit is an example of that. Right. Um, you are still thematically getting your high elves, but they are changed forever in a way that is thematically appropriate. And if you don't want that, there the hobby is still open to the possibility of like what Tom's saying, use your Illyrian Reavers or put them on something else. I'll be interested to see the sprues and see like if there's room to like put them on, you know, like uh, cold one mounts from uh, they used to be called cold one knights or uh, uh, I cold still know them from... as cold ones. They have a different weird name. I have no idea what it is. Draco Order Super born uh, Drake spawn Drake Draking... spawn knights. Draking, yeah, Drake spawn knight. Draking dude knights. I I don't know. Like uh -huh. I I refuse to internalize this weird yeah. game. Um, if I may add, just as a thing, where it's like you're, you're we're open to possibilities. I don't want to talk just about my homebrew without a more um, uh, uh, established presentation for it. But mostly, it's I I am uh, I am incorporating all of this true to life art history, all of these Italian Renaissance oil painting colors into the fabrics, all of these. Um, I'm trying to paint colors as if they were. Um, based on photo references of naturally plant-based dyes for like period accurate sort of like clothing. But to balance that, because we have a scale here, I decided on a non-traditional skin tone. I made them like Hellboy, um, Elric of Melnabone elves with the white hair and the gold eyes. I, and the, and I, the I just lips. bought my super Blu-ray collector's edition of Hellboy 2 in the Golden Army with the director's cut. Because like whenever someone's like, elves are badass, I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> like, look at uh, for Adepticon, I will bring the Hellboy 2 art design book for you to, to look through, which is basically just a bunch of Guillermo del Toro sketches with stills from well, the movie. Well, and it goes. Two of the great art artistic minds of all time, uh, Guillermo del Toro and, and uh, 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 Mignola. Mike uh, Mignola. Mike Mignola. Like, together at last, like, because he, he's got this weird, like, crude, oblong, like, Portions mean nothing to him. It's about the art. Oh yeah, like yeah. and then you have Guillermo del Toro, who's just all about like evoking an emotion in the scene with the 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 mm -hmm. physicality of it all. And I'm like, like that's that's why the new one didn't work. Neither I didn't of the, say it. Uh, it didn't work. I didn't need to. I saw the trailer. I was like, eh, because eh. the art was devoid. It was gone. It wasn't there. Um, yes, it's it's not the same. I I totally understand. And so it's it's. We should we should be like it should always be okay in a medium like Warhammer, which I think is is it's it's not only it's 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 the main re it's the main attraction where you um all of the lore, all of the 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 facts and and sort of like the the setting, all of all of this is just a sandbox for someone to build um, use as an outlet for their own imagination. You can be like the Ultramarines player, where I um, get my hobby on by doing all of the stripes, the command markings, the 
the true to form. I want it to appear as it does in the stories because that's my hobby. Um, you can get someone like Ricky Smith where it's like, I'm going to take a bunch of Slanesh, Daughters, Deepkin, and Orcs, and Skaven, and make my own army. And that's cool. Um, his Midnight City stuff where he used like 30k vehicles as like these Dreadnought chassis for, for like KO and Cities of Sigmar stuff, that's great. And you can have stuff that's in between where uh, because it is a spectrum. It, it, we, we, it, it's, a, it's a welcoming place indeed where we're okay with whatever someone wants to do. Whether they want it to be low fan, lower fantasy or more mythic. Um, bare bones and just I just want to paint it like it like it should be painted to the um, I'm going to paint it psychedelic colors. Um, there are certain concept armies out there which get require a little bit of explanation, but once you get that explanation from someone, you can see it and be like, I love everything about that. Um, a face hammer podcast, uh, uh, Byron, he's been working on a beast of chaos army, which is supposed to be, he calls it the nightmare army. And each one of the units is the manifestation of a different type of nightmare. And he only just started on it. Um, and it's or, like, he's Orday, uh, Byron O'Day. Yeah. Byron, yeah. And, or um, Day. I think he's, um, he was making his own Bellacore out of different things. And again, I, I haven't talked to him in a while. This is like already last summer that he was talking about this. I'm sure it's, it's much further along now, but it's, it's, it's these, these well thought out high concept armies that once you say it, once he, once he says it, you see it. And then it's like, I'm, I'm not going to forget that. I want to play against that. I don't care if that also came to kit, like to, to kick face. I want to play against that just to get that experience. Yeah. I want to see my models on the table versus those models on the table. Like I want, I want that experience. Yeah, have have you talked to uh, Sean Benson uh, in in Australia much? Like he's very into like like uh, like Caravaggio like painting. Uh, probably probably not. I, I I unfortunately have not been able to um, converse with as many Australian sort of content well, creators. He's he's, as he's, like. he's he's an American that moved to Australia. Okay. He's, he you you talk about like the the sort of like classical art sensibilities and stuff like that like. You would really hit it off with him, I think, talking about some of this because, like, his, yeah. his whole like Caravaggio, like using this like this palette of limited colors to create all of this stuff, and I, I think you, you and him could have some really, really great conversations. Yeah. So, uh, oh yeah, uh, Twitter. No, I don't. Sean Zor or Sean Benson, like. Oh, I think I've seen that name before. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll go take a look at his stuff. Like around yeah, the time yeah. I was talking to him about Kuroskiro and stuff, I'm just like. All right, like, <laughs> and well, for me, the history stuff is not so much like the specific painters. Like, if I say Van Dyke or or um, Italian painters, it's not so much their style. I want to I want to capture that. Um, we were talking earlier about like the 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 eye roll sort of like hot fantasy that fucks the human centric low fantasy, where it's just two steps away from being nonfiction. Like the the, the fantasy elements are really on the periphery and are not the main attraction, or at least the Game of Thrones is not the main attraction until the very end of the story or the end of certain chapters. Um, uh, my, my favorite uh, uh, novel, I guess it's almost, I guess it's a trilogy now, because the third one came out last year. I was supposed to go to a signing event for, uh, it was called Wolf Hall. Uh, Wolf Hall is the story of King Henry VIII's lawyer, a man by the name of Thomas Cromwell, 
and um, various secretaries. Um, Thomas Cromwell was sort of a sort of like a benevolent mobster. Uh, worked for a man who really was like a godfather figure. Uh, Thomas Wolsey was the uh, cardinal, uh, and he basically ruled for King Henry while well, King Henry uh, partied and just didn't give a shit. And um, that all sort of worked out really well until uh, King Henry wanted a divorce. And, you know, the Captain of Aragon, the Anne Boleyn stuff and, and whatnot. And it reads like epic fantasy. It's told in, um, not second person, it's like, it's called, it's, like, it's called a specific writing term where it's like third person limited, where everything is in present tense, yeah. even though it's in third person. Uh, thir- it's incredibly hard. Thir- third person limited is the cameras on the shoulder. Uh-huh. Uh, so, like, you can't go inside the characters' heads. You are, it's, I think a good shorthand for it would be the documentary. Like, you're not a character. Yeah, that's it. A, it like, it, it's like you're a documenter. Yes. We, yeah, the third person limited. Second person is, like, super hard to write in, by the way. It's, it's like, the uh, one yeah, well, this, second, this, this is, second, this is, second person is, is, it's really hard to write in, but go on. Yeah, um, it, it's, I've tried emulating the writing style of, of this woman, and it's a shame because she doesn't consider herself a novelist. She hates fiction, but she's a, a fantastic novelist. Uh, her name's Hilary Mantel, and uh, they right when Age of Sigmar came out, they adapted it into a six-part miniseries uh, on PBS Masterpiece, you know, Downton Abbey, uh, stuff like that, with, uh, 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 oh, God... Damien uh, Damien Lewis. There we go. Uh, Damien Lewis was King Henry. Mark Rylance. Uh, he was the old guy in Ready Player One. I'm not I'm trying to think of things that might be uh, useful references, like what movies nerds might have seen that he would be in, because he's very much like a real Shakespeare actor. Um, and it yeah, was six so, episodes. So so yeah. so was uh, so was Samuel L. Jackson. He's a he's a classic thespian, which is uh, that gets buried in yeah. the the translation of his his acting yeah um um but anyway the, it, the, it, the, the difference by the way is chess actor versus face actor um if you yes. really want to simplify it but uh but the, the whole thing is is that they they're um it felt almost like epic fantasy to me because they're playing out the story this is historical um like basically all of this happened like minus a handful of conversations because it's 500 years ago. No one's going to write down con- private conversations between two people. Um, but everything else, like the story, like the story beats and time skips, all that, all that happened. They're filming in front of and in, inside some of the real locations because a lot of these, um, the castles that didn't burn in the fire um, and didn't get bombed, uh, they're still there. And but the castles look 500 years older than they're supposed to be. So it's this wonderful sort of dichotomy where they're supposed to be playing out a contemporary story in front of stuff that is museums. And that gave me the idea to create, which was my first Age of Sigmar army, which was mixed order. It was like Grimdark, Tudor, Arthurian, plus a little bit of Stormcast, because Stormcast didn't quite really have a full army back then. And I've always been fascinated by the the color palette of um, like Tudor and Renaissance uh, era clothing. And I wanted to incorporate that into my elves, but that's why I had the idea. It's like, if I painted them like, um, like Tolkien elves with normal skin tones, normal hair and eye color, regardless of ethnicity, that would look great. But 
that would also look like a fantasy or even a historical army if you can't see their ears. And I didn't feel like that was appropriate for Age of Sigmar. So I wanted to even out the scales by giving them that. Um, and it took me a while to get that skin tone right as well. That that, you that sort of test tail. model on test model. Like I remember one of the first ones. You yeah, I, I had like some because it was locked down. I'm like, and I really wanted to get this absolutely right. I wanted well, to like I don't care how locked down for a positive. By the way, there it is, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, my 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 uh, ethos during lockdown is uh, this won't last forever. Whether events happen start up again this summer or this fall or next spring, it doesn't matter. I want to have that that presentation where it's like, this is my hobby. This is my thanks to my mentors. Um, and I would like, if my friends are even marginally entertained by this extravagant presentation I put on, all of that will have been worth it because that's just how I want to do things. Well, you already have me uh, tantalized at your display board at Adopticon or whatever that you're planning. You're like, think bigger. Oh, like... Yes, it will be big. <laughs> don't don't um, tease. I don't want to see. A, I don't want to see a, a snapshot. I, I will say I don't this. Want to see anything? It, there there was a um, there was a four panel thing I posted um, on one of Games Workshop's threads, uh, like on Twitter. Where it's like, what are you working on? And like New Army New Year thing, and it was the two pieces of concept art, like art that I paid for, like with, I, I showed last time. Shit, tons of Blood Bowl. That's what I've been working on. But go on. <laughs> Uh, the elf uh, with um, truly high fantasy. There's a scar along one side of his face, like Thranduil from The Hobbit. But um, the night sky appeared, like the 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 endless cosmos. He looks like the, a bad guy from Bloodborne. This is the one you you um. Yes, the one you showed last time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, one of the few. Uh, At the time, then... it was like the one. I'm sorry. <laughs> yes. Oh yes. No, we're we're still going along with this. Yeah, yeah, right. On, um, and then there's a there's a concept uh, again. My my art uh, my artist friend like if he doesn't draw, he's not earning. So I, I I threw him some money. It's like I have some sketches of a display board. Can you make like a color mock up of it? And that's uh, this. You can only see this much of the color mock up, and it's like. Now I have to go build that. The, the this was the easy part. Drawing it in on in Photoshop is the easy part. Now I have to build it. Do you know what a proxon is? I do not. I do not. A proxon is like a bandsaw, but it's it's a it's like a hot wire cutter, but it has like a measuring sort of like cutting board on it, so you can line up levels to cut foam like one would use a bandsaw, so you can get perfectly. Uh, equal cuts like if you want to make pillars or bricks or or something like that okay yeah and and so if i need to make several hundred bricks pillars and and like if you want to make um architecture that is not organically shaped that is how you get a lot of it very quickly because the thing about a hot wire cutter is it melts the plastic i'm sorry the foam you're not always going to get perfectly symmetrical shapes so you need something that helps you get there. So like I need to make all sorts of bricks, pillars, towers, arches. That's all you're gonna get out of me. It's 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 an elven sort of courtyard garden and castle retaining wall with towers and lights and foliage. It's, have have it's you have, be... have you had to like consult with the Tronzo? Like um <laughs> like with Adam uh, not necessarily. Not necess Mr. Tronzo does I have some taken fantastic, notes some of the best, some of the best boards I've ever. I seen. have, I have consulted a friend of the friend of the chat, Steve Wren. Uh, Steve Wren, who works for the Warhammer World, uh, 
event studio or events team. He's also like former bad dice and stuff like that. Uh, he made a high off board back in the day. I was like asked a few questions. Trenzo is good to take notes from. I can I've seen his stuff and I'm like, okay, he did that. He did that. Okay, I'll I'll. I'll oh, he, uh, he had the infinity. He had an infinity mirror in one of his boards. Did you see yes. that? Just yes, I did. It was the Skaven one. I'm just like, and, and he's like, oh, it's just a children's toy. I'm like, it doesn't look like a children's toy. How did you get that to like work with this whole aesthetic? That's right. and he's gonna that, bring it to Adepticon next year. That, so if I want to win, if I want to, if I want to place at Adepticon, I have to compete against that. Like, like how the hell do you? I mean, that's one of the great challenges of our thing is like when you're doing some bashes and conversions, um, when you when you're pulling out, especially for display boards, how do you make it look like it belongs there? That's that's the like the million dollar question. Like, how do you make it look yeah. like it fits on your model? If you're doing a head swap on our on our regent here or whatever, right? How... Um, it's 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 thematic consistency. Um, uh, just as a quick thing for 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 boards, um, Woodland Scenix has a YouTube channel. Um, I believe they had a YouTube channel since YouTube was a thing. Um, so they have videos going back twelve to fourteen years. All of them are useful. That's the thing about model railroading. Techniques that are decades old are probably still useful now. Just maybe someone makes a tool for it better. That's about it. Mm -hmm. um, but for me, it's all about um, if, if Lumineth are a combination of nostalgia, reinvention, and addition, so too should I follow those rules when looking to augment mine with kit bashing. All right. That's fair. That's fair. I, 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 I say... If for, if you want it to apply to any army, uh, not just Lumineth, you you should think about the core themes of not only the army that you're basing your kit bash on, whatever like the 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 core like lore themes are like Sylvaneth, uh, Soulblight, uh, War Clans, etc. And then if you're doing your own theme which builds upon that, uh, try and stay on brand your own brand. Uh, because that always leads to, I think, better design choices in the end. Now, there's something to be said for, um, and we don't have the pictures, unfortunately, where you're just going crazy. I mean, but even then, that's its own thing. You just well, want what's the most wild and out there. I, I yeah. There, there's what's called experimental and or mm -hmm. stream of consciousness. You want to do some of that, by the way, when you're trying to like make great art. This is. Um... Uh, as a writer, because that's my like primary creative mode, um, like poetry for me is like in that sphere where I just like did it, did it, did it, and then just see where it takes me. And then like sometimes I get something in there that I like the most, and then I like I turn that into something more refined down the line. Or um, yeah. music will do this for me as well, where like I just I get like hung up on a on like some wild scenario, or like I'm listening to a song and my brain starts to run away with me, and I'm like. Oh, what if I made a story out of that like crazy thing that my brain just like went off the tracks on? And you you got to do some of that too, especially in like a physical medium. Um, oh oh yeah. Um, and to use an example, like learning from the greats, the Lord of the Rings thing. Um, they they said it's like it shouldn't. Uh, when when they decided to start making the movies, they they said by the time we start shooting, there will be uh, several hundred, if not over. A, a thousand or two people um, working on this production, including actors. We're going to be on location. All of that costs money and time and any indecision 
could just spiral the budget out of control and could derail the project. So what they decided to do was um, engage in something called previs, pre-visualization, where they uh, rendered first in storyboards and then in just like a very simplistic CGI, every shot in the movies before they started shooting. And so they could get a good idea of what camera angles they would use, like Peter Jackson and his concept artists. Um, and it also started to kick off what sets they would need, what would become part set, part miniature, part set, matte painting background, computer generated, and so forth. But they said a number one rule was, um, even though this gives us a general idea of where we want to go from here, don't be afraid to deviate from your own plan um, in the sake of, like, I think this is going to, um, an end product might work a little better than what you imagine it might first start out as. Um, like, I, I didn't expect when I first started thinking about what I want to do for my ultimate elf army, it started with Lord of the Rings, but better, and evolved into what I have now, which is the Crimson Dawn, the the knights I've, the, the elves I've posted on Twitter and such. Like, those are two very different things, and I'm perfectly okay with that. Yeah, I mean, the, this is how OBR became OBR from wanting to make T, TK. Like, you just, you gotta... Yeah you take it to its its fullest natural conclusion. Even if you start someplace grounded and real, like just see where it takes you. Uh, real quick, a couple things from chat. Uh, Leonard, uh, Lion Nerd, Lio Nerd, like it, you have a capital thing in the middle there, but you're going to have to tell me the pronunciation on this because I don't, I, names are important. But it's amazing how many inspiring people we have in the AOS community. Every time I see stuff on Twitter or on Reddit, uh, I feel encouraged to do stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, this, um, I kind of alluded to it before, I don't know if I made it explicit, but uh, the Age of Sigmar community is quite simply a community unlike anything else. My, the first rung of my personal ladder might be tabletop RPGs, but the first rung of the community ladder is Age of Sigmar. I have spent my life around nerdery and gaming and competitive scenes, and I have never... I'm I my whole rantcast exists because I'm trying to decipher what makes this different. I I don't have an answer. It's it, but it is different. It's 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 the you know um, I can take yeah. or leave the Dungeons and Dragons community. Like you know, there's some great people there, but the aggregate isn't something I can't find anywhere else. Um, you know, there's a there's a camaraderie to my sports ball teams. I'm, I'm wearing like a Milwaukee Bucks baseball cap right now. Like, there's a there's a there's a camaraderie to that. But it, Age of Sigmar is different. I don't know what it is. I I haven't figured it out. Maybe when I do figure it out, I ride off into the sunset and I quit making content. But I haven't yet. This community is different. It's great. It inspires me. It. Well, I do my best. I I I feel like a better person because I'm. I'm in this community. Um, the people I have met, I have made more lifelong friends in, and it's been more than one year, but in one year of Age of Sigmar, I had more like lifelong friends than a whole lifetime of tabletop RPGs and college and high school. And like, I've got one friend from high school. I've got like about five friends left from college. Um, I've got, do I have a single friend left over from all the MMOs I played that I only met in MMOs and is still a real friend I have now? 
I'm going to get more water while you talk about that. I don't think so. Like, I I'd, I could run the math. Um, and there's just there's just something about this community that it, it's 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 different. It's powerful. I I, I I can't put my finger on it. Um. Yeah, and then uh, Kicker uh, has proclaimed himself uh, a pirate king. Uh, I second it. You can't self-gloss, but uh, I'd have called you the the pirate king to begin with. So, huzzah, and cheers to it, uh, Kicker slash Travis. You are in fact the pirate king, the vampire king. Even uh, you've backed it up. I've seen your I've seen your models. Uh, I've seen the conversions. I hope they end up on community. I hope they end up on the Warhammer community site. I think we. I, I think Warhammer Community wants some something concrete to sell from it, which is like a tragedy of it all. Because like, are they selling OBR? Or are they selling this new army down the line? And that's why it, it's it's kind of garbage, but it deserves huh. to be. If shown. if I may if I may yeah. offer a perspective on um, what you've ends had up a on... Warhammer Community army. Thank yeah. you. Um, it's it's mostly about presentation. Like um, I think the best advice I can give to people is um, take better photos of your models. Um, it's something I need to work on, but it's generally what um, they like the most. Um, if you subscribe to White Dwarf and you see the pictures of miniatures that are in White Dwarf, you'll see the scale. The skill. Um, it's the, the skill, not the skill curve, but like the skill level is this. That's not the point of what they show. They want they want a little bit of everything, but they have to be, uh, the pictures all have to be the same so they can be formatted, um, like co copy paste into their magazine. They don't really have the, the pa I don't want to say patience. They don't have the time to correct in Photoshop all of these pictures of people's models to make them applicable for the magazine or the community website. Um, I am of the belief that I was not in the running from the beginning for my armies on parade display because I have of how I photographed it. I don't have a DSLR DSLR camera. Um, so if you, regardless of your painting ability, if you can take better pictures of your models, maybe get a little cleaner, like and cleaner is is just like make sure there's no dust on them, like your no, edge highlighting is background yeah. should be should should be blanks too, right? Right. Right. Yeah. Want, you, want... you need a white background and, 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 and stuff like that, or in this some some cases black backgrounds, but like no no multicolored like textured mats or something like that. And uh it's it's after that just keep posting. People see like Games Workshop sees your stuff. They just don't interact with it. They interact with what like absolutely grabs them. Uh like Kelly Freeborg with her Stormcast back in the day. Um, or whether it's it's Oscar's stuff or Vince's stuff or my stuff, it's it's and all of us have vastly different painting styles and abilities. Uh, it's it's about having that presentation which is applicable to the website so they can market the product. It's 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 ultimately about the presentation. Yeah, they 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 got to market the product, um, mm -hmm. but they need a presentation that they can. Um, are my I'll talk about this later. Um, Leonard, um, blah, blah, blah. We've cheers to your your crown. You are you are the Vampirate King, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, 
Uh, I you can't self gloss. This isn't a self gloss. I'd have called you it to begin with. So Travis, take that crown. Um, the community is miles better than the magic could ever hope to be. Um, I I I come down heavy on the Magic the Gathering community sometimes. Uh, I don't mean to because that puts. I need a better colloquialism than it puts hair on your chest. I don't have one yet. I want to get one. But there is something about being a part of the Magic the Gathering community that just... You are reforged in fire. It... it I I was talking just today uh, to, to my boy Kyle from the Pants Mafia. And check out the Pants Mafia. They've been doing their... Their pants to glory series, uh, <laughs> yeah. like it's it's been fantastic. They're really um, Christian Ware takes a, a very doom and darkness style of 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 uh, taping their uh, battle reports. So you're you're looking at like 10, 12 minute videos, and then like their personalities. This is it's like rerolling ones and pants mafia. Those are the bat reps you need to be watching. I can't praise uh, like the pants mafia enough. Production value isn't as good as rerolling ones, but rerolling ones honed their craft and they earned that. What it is is it's the camaraderie and watching friends play a game. That's what rerolling ones has. That's what other bat reps lack. And the camaraderie between the pants mafia playing their games together is bar none. It's if 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 your first game at a tournament is against somebody in the pants mafia, you will be a lifer. In the tournament scene, because with they the are. Uh, with the except, sorry, keep going. No, no if you play yeah. against Alex, Christian, or Kyle, um, and Tanya, uh, they're sort of uh, uh, how do, a subsidiary <laughs> of the Pants Mafia. If you play against any of them, you're going to have a great game, and you're going to be here for life. Uh, what were you with the except? With the exception of one event, um, I uh, I have played against Christian Weir every time I go to a Midwest event in round five. It's always round five, regardless of how I, I both of us have done. Um, I played against him at Adepticon 2017, 2018, um, Midwest Meltdown that year. Again, round five. Um, Holy Wars. Um, I think the only game, the only... <laughs> Yeah, um, the only time we did not play was Adepticon 2019. But we broke the cycle. But everything else, including like Holy Wars and Midwest Meltdown, round five. But that's not and a I, first game. I, this is not. I this is not counter to my point. That. My point was if the first game you play in a tournament is one of the the Pants Mafia. Yes. Well, are these were these negative experiences against Christian Ware, or just the fact that you keep playing him? No, no, it's no, it's <laughs> no. They're incredible experiences. Um, no, um. Uh, do you know Pat Brindleson? Uh, yeah, Brindle, yeah, Brindleson, yeah, whatever. I, I'm okay. familiar. I haven't played him yet specifically, but I know he's he's pretty lauded in our Midwest scene. Yes, yeah. Never, never mind then. When you were like, yeah, I've heard of him. Then the, I'll tell the story for another time. But yes, Christian and our games are truly magical, and he's won every game except for the last one where. Um, uh, our our tiger painted dracolines met a giant horde of spiders and made the spiders disappear, and the game was after over after. That. Oh, you mean his award winning spider army that he won an award for painting at my tournament, the only tournament oh. I've run to this day. Very nice, yeah. very nice question. 
Yeah. Yeah. It was the same. Yeah, because we were at um yeah, it was it was uh Holy Wars early uh twenty nineteen. Um because I I went to the very first Holy Wars because Age of Sigmar was still very new. This was early twenty sixteen before the first General's Handbook. Um and I I I again I'm in New Jersey. Like the the, the Northeast is truly its own sort of ecosystem in terms of how wargaming goes. And I was like, if I want to play events for this game, I really like Age of Sigmar. No one else wants to do it. I either uh, play in four-person events, Round Robin, in Brooklyn, which is already a two-hour drive, or and Steve Herner was good enough to like advertising this stuff. And I went to the very first Holy Wars. I met um, all almost everybody. Like Christian Weir. I met um, Herner, uh, Alex Gonzalez in his goblin costume. Uh, Brad, With the hat. The hat, yes, the hat. <laughs> uh, Relian, and I played Andrea. Uh, I think Andrea was my first game. I think, uh, and that was kind of like made made me like one of us as far as the Midwest crew goes. You're, um, you're. I I've never understood why you're so well endeared to the Midwest crew, but you are, and this makes sense now. Yeah, this, this I went is a story the, I haven't heard in I don't know two or three years. Ever, yeah. ever. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, and I want I wanted to say something about um, uh, Haywo. Because uh, I played Joe, um, round no, I yeah, round I played two or Pat three. Brineal, round two it was round two because uh, my parents watched me play Pat Brindleson, and um, he would not stop making my parents laugh. It was truly one of the most enjoyable experiences they ever had. As we went to Adepticon as a family that year, and then so round two I played Joe, and I really got to say because uh, my mother was watching um, while I was like making dinner for everybody. My mother came and was uh, listening to the rant cast where you and Joe talking. It was like, I've heard one of those two people before and I pause it and show Joe. And, um, hold on. I got, I got to pull up like what I said, or it's like, um, he said, no, that's the guy who knows actual game design and can do stats on the go in his head. I have to try my hardest to get on that level, or I can just roll hot with fulminators and kill his army. Cause that's what happened. Um, he did a video afterward, like where the the eponymous uh, his great, Adepticon his Adepticon recap, where that's yes. where the uh, good painter good painters cast man. Yeah. Because well, which is funny because he he played two celestial vindicator stormcast players in a row. First was me. The second one was less from face hammer super beer guy. One because yes. the one so I'm guessing it was the the second one was the guy who just kept buying beer like the mm-hmm. whole time. Like he showed up at the table with face hammer. He has an he has an award winning like he's he's a GT winner. He he has an award winning like he at that time like especially if you want to compare our two Stormcast armies, he painted by exact color scheme, but crisper and better. It just didn't have bricks, which makes mine special. Joking, of course. Um, but he called me the good painter, even though at the time he was the objectively much better painter. If if I uh, may, if I may, it's because the standout quality from your game was how well painted your army was. The standout quality when, if you understand, Joe, we've been friends for eighteen yes. freaking years. The standout quality to paying the next to playing the next guy was how he just like bought them both beer and like, oh no, dude, I trust you to like set up the table and like walked away and bought beer <laughs> and like it changed how he like the whole like yes, he wasn't focusing that's his on first the model. impression. Yeah, the, fir- the the first impression shifted to, like, guy who's like, oh, no, dude, I've played this, like, matchup a thousand times. I'm going to go buy his beer. And, like, so his whole, like, 
Yes. Like the if uh, if he hadn't bought beer, you might not have become good painter Stormcast man. You might have been like other Stormcast man or whatever. Bullshit Fulminators. Um, or bullshit Fulminators man. Like yeah. Like yes. who knows what the what the Yes. Uh and what happened was is that he 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 explained his thought process behind the entire scenario. This was back when it's like I wanted to become a better player. And like I just back then I was not I did not think about the game as well as I, I think I do now. And he was like talking about the scenario, thinking looking at the matchup, and it's like, well, I just have to do this and kill his characters, and I win. Uh, so that didn't happen. And I just like he 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 had the the D and D army with the 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 dwarves on the bears. The, oh, the, he was on this mixed order. It was he was on his yeah. mixed order then. Uh, yeah, they they were all like cyborg cyborg bears with dwarves on them. He had two elf princesses on the two dragons. Yeah. Um, and like, he was like, this should work. His... And then I just catapulted my fulminators into his dragons, rolled hot, and killed both of them. And he was like, oh no. Well, if I win the turn roll, I, I can kind of do this and do that. And I won the turn roll and then just killed more of his army. But he managed to, um, he had uh, Tenable Shard with Sword of Japan, but could not roll a four up. So Tenerable Shard with Sword of Japan just kept sitting in the corner of his table the entire game. Uh, and I was clinging to life with only one character left, which was the Lord Relictor. And I was scoring points, and I won by like two or three points. But I was like, I didn't understand from my perspective how close I was to losing every turn until he explained it. Not He wasn't speaking to me. He was doing his recap where I was like, I fundamentally do not like comprehend the game as well as he does and i should try and do better um and it wasn't until much later that we've actually like you know met and became like friends uh but one day at like some midwest tournament be it like what is it steel city brawl or whatever where it's like a a non-convention sized gt um where i will probably be able to attend and then we'll finally get our rematch and it'll probably be LRL versus either Gutbusters or something. And we'll be on relatively more even footing. But I still think he'll probably win that game. Because he's, he just... He sees the game really well. But you want to know, he's only beaten me once in in Age of Sigmar. Oh, how many times have you played a game? Uh, one out of once is still 100 oh, okay. <laughs> I was about to say, one out of one is still 100%. No, no, he he beat me once when I was playing his own Stormcast against him. Uh, he's never beaten <laughs> me on death, and he's lost to his own Stormcast that I played like four times. Oh, there's some okay. trivia for you. Um, <laughs> like, um, yeah, pe- people are starting to, to to head off to bed in the chat. Uh, Meth and Martin, it's been a treat uh, taking off for the night. But can't wait to watch more live meth now that I'm in miserable time zone. Ooh, so you like you moved or some such. Right on. Um yeah, I usually stream around the even when I'm not doing like my rant cast, I usually do about seven PM Central to goes till question mark. Uh so yeah. thank you for stopping by, Indigo Girls. Yeah. And again, thank you so much for that Twitch Prime sub early this evening. Uh Lionard, uh damn, internet is so crappy. Yeah, that sucks. Um what I was saying is, you're all doing a great job at entertaining and inspiring people. Watching the rant cast is always great. I 
disagree, but thank you. Um, <laughs> it really inspires me to just think think about AOS in really interesting ways. And Martin's Army uh, are one of my main inspirations in planning my LRL army. With so much amazing stuff, the lore, the models, and even the commissioned art, it doesn't fit the context of the talk now, but anyway. Yeah, I... No, you... No, I... I, I, think, I think it does, because... Yeah. Um, you, you finish your thought, because... Yeah. No, I, I, I think... I'm going to go back to this thing I always harp on, and I smash on and all the time. AOS, for me, is possibilities. It is hope. It is... Um, inspiration personified like uh we t there's a magic take earlier on um where magic makes you jaded from spawn of the king and that's 100 percent true um i talked about the pants mafia kind of leading into the segue here uh, i played kyle at at a look at my hammer over there i've got a i've got a hammer over there somewhere it's like right there i've got a hammer there that brendan melnick doesn't have um, <laughs> he's so salty about it. it. It makes it fun. Um, my my That's first trophy from an event. My my first tournament out in the wild was Gen Con, and I played Kyle from the Pants Mafia. Oh, and... that was the one that Haywo ran, right? No, Haywo didn't run uh, run that one. Um, no. Haywo and I ran one at a anime Milwaukee. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, uh, we both ran it together. He fronted. It, he was the money person and the advertiser, and I was the organizer. Um, but anyway, you playing Pants Mafia. Yeah, so I, I played Kyle the first game, and I had come off the back of competitive Soul Calibur, competitive Magic the Gathering, competitive Street Fighter, competitive Counter-Strike, like competitive Quake, where most of the games I just described, you don't interact with the person you're kicking the ass of. And then the other ones is just the most snide, like, fake nice trying to get an angle on you. And I played against Kyle, and I walked up to the table, and he was just this gregarious, boisterous, all-around nice guy. And I have met nice humans in my life, and so on and so forth. And I need to point this out to point out that I've met nice humans. He seemed so nice, I didn't think it was real. I'm like, there is no way a human, not in terms of gaming, exists. A, in terms of a human on the planet exists. That is this nice to you. A person trying to beat you in a game of where there's a prize where I can win a fucking Toy hammer. Soldiers. Yeah, no way. And like, and this whole thing. So like, I I got up there because I like I was on TGA forums and Facebook groups, and like I'm like, oh yeah, they all just fake nice to get their five score, and meh, you know, like, and and I'm just like, so he's being the fake nice to try to get my sports score, and you know, like that whole like because my Magic the Gathering player came out in that moment. I'm like, no one's this nice, no way. And like as the game went on, I'm like, he literally is the nicest human. I have ever met. So much so, my entire reality reshaped itself ever since I've met him. I am a better person because I know Kyle from the Pants Mafia. Because I played a game of Warhammer against him. Because I played that game and I believed in humanity again. That's how nice he was. That's a good experience. I thought it was a 
fucking act. And like it was like two turns in and I'm like and 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 I had I had you were talking about like wanting to play like Hero Hammer with vampires. I played a three vampire lord list in Midwest Meltdown. Um made by by Bryce who's also an absolute darling in our community and a fantastic hobbyist and you can you can catch him on the uh basement of death uh which midwest um, which midwest meltdown was this was this the second one i think this is 18 okay because i went to the very first one and just to show you like because how i'm like part of, like a special i drove 13 hours to go to midwest meltdown hmm. no i um, yeah. i I took a three dragon list and a three vampire dragon list. I had Neferata, um, four dry, and a regular Vlazda. And, uh, mm-hmm. and, uh, I underperformed for my standards. And, like, I ended up running into Kyle, like, in the last round, the round five, where, like, it makes or breaks my weekend going three and two or two and three. And he's, like, running the hottest dice I've ever seen or whatever it was. And I'm just like, and, I've run into him. I ran into him at Adepticon. He's my Christian Ware. Like I just keep running into him in tournaments, no matter what I'm doing or how well I'm doing. And it like it diffuses the other shit because I am a competitive human. Like I, as a player, I play competitively. I want to win. If I line up against you in a game with a win condition, I want to win. I'm. It can make me an asshole. I can be a real shitty person sometimes like you play me in blood bowl when the dice aren't going my way and you're you're kind of shitting me on uh, on me on top of it like i can be a real salty asshole like i i'm not proud of it um and like and then i just run into him and it's just like all that goes away and i play the game of age of sigmar the way it's meant to be played again and I, like i've never i've seen people cheer for you to get boxcars to charge them before and I'm like, no, no, don't you dare cheer for me to get box cars. Screw you. Like, yeah, it's no. Like, go, go ahead, kill, kill my character through catapult. You can do it. No, no, you're being, you're being, you're being Magic the Gathering fake. Like, no, no, he really does want to see it. And I'm like, it blows my mind how, how. I, I cannot wait for our first game because you and I have not played a game yet. Oh, that will I, eventually change. You know, I go Persona, right? Like I, I, I go into my persona. Don't know what that means. You're gonna get heal meth. You're gonna get what? Like, you're gonna get the Chris Jericho like, um, full RPG. Like you're gonna become a character sort of thing. Yeah, you get that. Okay. Yeah, you get that. All right. Yeah. So, okay. So be prepared. No, like I, 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 I actually almost don't even like when we all get vaccinated and. Life comes back to normal somewhat. Uh, I just want to, like, grudge match people for, like, the next mm-hmm. several tournaments just to, like, play with my friends again that I haven't seen in, like, two years. Yeah. Like, I just... It's, it's, it's something that I think people should start thinking about, like, as more vaccinations get out there and that number starts ticking up and, like, um, the, like my grandmother just got approved by the state. Like, she got an email saying it's, like, we can, we can make an appointment for her and we could, like... The pharmacy right at the supermarket is giving them out uh, stuff like that. It's coming sooner than we think, and um, which is why, uh, regardless of what sort of like creatures my elves are writing, I want to paint them because the sooner they are painted, the sooner my stuff is ready for when we start playing again. 
Right on. I'm not going to play with unpainted stuff. It's, it's yeah. Most events you can't. So that's that's my, my impetus to get ready. Yeah. Are, are you telling everyone to find your motivation and paint your armies right now because you don't know when the next tournament's going to pop and you just want to be ready? I mean, that's my that's my ethos. It's um, it's I think almost worth talking about in its own show. Uh, I don't I don't want us to take us like on another spiral thing because I, I think we're on close up mode now. Yeah, yeah. Because um, I I totally get where where people um, uh, and I try and explain this to to friends of mine. They are event driven. They are like family life, work life, or whatever. And I plan for two to three events a year. Like say someone like Tom, and they go hard for those three times a year. The rest of the time, I'm just at home, and this is this is my my normal life. Um, and if they don't have that on their calendar to look forward to, they don't really have that that sort of motivation. And I totally understand that. It's the difference between internal motivation and external motivation. Some of us okay. can internally motivate, yeah. and some of us need that external. Go on, go on. Yeah, so it, that that's actually the whole thing. Um, for me, I, I, I want there to be like all of this time I've had to myself, like uh, Goobertown put under one of his recent videos. It's like, uh, we are entering a really dark time in, in, in just modern stuff. And you know what? I, I hope I never have to do this again, uh, but since I have to, let's hobby on. And he just put out a video where it's like a time lapse of a hundred hours of him painting the same, like 35 chaos warriors and knights in front of his, on his work table. And it's like, that's a lot of time, but that's what we have. And I might as well, I, I, um, I am going more extravagant in my hobby, pro my personal hobby project, because I, I am encouraged by the people I can't see right now. And it will lead to some, a cooler payoff down the road. Yeah. Yeah. No, mm -hmm. perfect. Like we're in the dystopian future. And, and, uh, if I can go life lesson on folks for a minute, um, it's the people that pull you through in times like this and think of the people you're going to see at the end of the tunnel and mm -hmm. be inspired by the people you're inspired by connect to the people you have to like, like I, I just think that the world's better when we're gaming together and like, we will get through this and we will roll dice on a table again uh, I think I owe I I owe uh, W Soren here from chat a grudge first, but you're my next grudge, bro. So <laughs> just just to play a game. All right, I'll take it. I just I'll take yeah. Like I've it, I might have to check the tape. Maybe there's one more in there, but like holy havoc seems like a great time where like me and Haywo team up versus you and whoever you're pulling off the bench. Like let's go. Yeah, we'll say yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> it, it actually will be a struggle oh, for like, me to try and find me, a doubles partner. Let me just like crack the knuckles and say Warhammer Weekly couldn't beat me and Joe. So uh, what you got, dog? Uh, we'll find out. <laughs> I don't have hope for me, but depending on who my partner is, we might, yeah, we bring might just a, make it. Bring it bring in a ringer from like Detroit or something, like see if Sean or No, I'll bring I'll bring New York City's best and brightest. There you go. Ooh, I like that better. Like a little Midwest versus East. Like where there's Oh, no that's, that's definitely gonna be it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Chuck it. Yeah. All right. Thank you for having me. No, I was gonna say anything you want to put on blast, any any anything you want to shout out, any last soapbox moments. Yeah. Um, you can find all of my current hobby blog stuff on Instagram at one word, the wandering prince. Uh, no strange spellings there. 
um, where you can just search my name. I tend to try and not use usernames anymore. It's like been my thing. Uh, so if you just search my name on like Google, that's what comes up. And on Twitter, I am CV underscore consigliere, like in The Godfather, um, where you can find, I generally just talk more like, I'm, I post all of my hobby stuff there too, but I'm also like in Midwest chats talking like, you know, theory, art history, stuff and how it applies to like elves and Warhammer and just generally being excited about stuff. Um, but yeah, that, that's all I can think of right now. I, uh, I gotta thank- say, I gotta say, man, your, your passion for LRL is, I, whatever I am, I can passionately douchebag and I can be passionately for rules and I can be passionate. I care about passion. You are passionate about these elves and that is, it's, it's, it's the thing I love the most, uh, uh like in this last year, it's just, it's. It's it's cool because you you've got this like, you've got this lineage of high elves and loving high elves, but then you just this passion that just just transcends it all, and you embrace the change, but you're still finding that common ground, and I think that that is, it's it's quite simply beautiful, and so I respect. Thank that. you. I respect that. Um, thank Can't you. Can so to get more of it to make it even better? No, there, and I want to see your I want to see your display board now. I might, I might even be judging the display boards, and I'm going to be a discerning judge. I'm going to be an asshole mm-hmm. judge if it's at a depth. I'm of sure you will. I, I'm a mean guy. You don't know. I'm sure you are. <laughs> Thanks for being on tonight, man. Uh, chat gang, you know this. You're the show within the show. You're the reason we do this thing. Thank you so much for joining us this evening. Drink your milk, pay your taxes, and maybe visit a blood bank in the future. You know. For reasons unrelated to vampires, they have nothing to do with vampires. Good night, everybody.